just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it. I gave them the drill, they sucked it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had to watch so I was too toned. Taking these drugs, I'm gonna be up until the morning. That ain't your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it. If I'm in the club, I got that five when I'm performing. The back end just came in and all hundreds. Fives galore, cute shit, they all on us. I'm from Atlanta where young niggas run shit. I know they hating on me, but I don't read comments. Whenever I tell her to come, she comes. Whenever it's smoke, we ain't running. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. You gon' fuck around and drown. Off this way, doing all these shows. I've been on the road, I don't care where I go, as long as I get paid. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I'm Justin Davis. I'm here with my man, Jamil Rayburn Meals. It's finally here. 52. A Show 52. One year ago, we started this journey. Uh, I mean, hey, what can I say? We we finally we finally done it. We we've done this for fifty two weeks straight. Yeah, man. I mean, sh- sorry for my literally first words on this podcast to be cussing, but yeah, bro, come on. Like we're here, <laughs> we have reached a year. It has been a year. I don't know what else to say, but just a monumental thing of it just being a year. And I know this will get to two years and three years and four years, and then maybe I'll have to renegotiate my contract after that. <laughs> oh shit, maybe we'll have to get a contract for the next fifty two. <laughs> we, we wouldn't that be nice? I mean, if you if you know somebody, you know. Throw somebody. You need an but, actuary or, or like a uh, what's the word like a sponsor for this a contract. sponsor. Listen, I'm ready for it. I think the world is ready for it. I think you know the. I think you know just two two black guys, two people of color talking about yeah. wrestling, talking yeah. about it in the most popping way ever. I think we really do it different than most other podcasts. To be quite honest with you, I don't think you get this type of. Um, I feel like in another universe, people would call it flavor. Um, yeah, but it's still flavor. It's still flavor and sauce. Yeah, so it's like you, you're not getting this many your podcasts. This is original. This is beautiful. This is art. This is everything. We talk about subjects you're not going to hear on other podcasts because they just don't know. Like they, it's you know, it, yeah. it, it is what it, it is. They don't. They don't get it. They don't really get it. You know. So. Uh, yeah, episode fifty-two. We have a really special show for you guys this week. We have uh, many guests. I remember a lot. Two weeks ago, Ooh. we had we had a couple guests. You know, a couple drops. Now we have many guests on here. We have the uh, some of the members of our esteemed uh, group chat of our, our wrestling uh, group chat, real wrestle chat, uh, joined us for the show this week. And they gave us uh, some some really good opinions and really good uh, viewpoints on a lot of different topics. So we'll be speaking to them in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I mean, I feel like we I don't want to like run on too much of like all the stuff we touched on with episode 50. It's just so weird that our 50th and our 52nd uh, our year episode run so closely together. But I mean, I mean, there's not much else to say. Like we, we've been doing this for a year. We're going to continue doing this where there are things in motion that we will be doing for the next couple of weeks that are going to be freaking huge. And um, I'm ready to share it with the world and, and show everybody what we're made of. 
Oh my God. Listen, I mean, even in the busiest parts of our lives and there's a whole lot of change about to come up for you. I'm hoping there's a whole lot of change coming up for me, even though, even with all that, we still find the little hour and change week to say, listen, let's talk professional wrestling. Let's talk about it. Um, and, have, and have a blast doing it. And um, we, we do it for you guys. And the, I think the thing that excites us the most is continuing this and um, doing new things and having new people on. Uh, I can already say that just the amount of people that have reached out and want to do the show and want to be a part of the show since, you know, 50 and even even before that uh, has been very, very humbling. And, and I'm really excited and very proud of what we've accomplished here uh, just with me and you. So Hell now, yeah. now imagine what we're going to do with, with guests, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's going to be crazy. Bro. It's going to, it's going to be nuts. So, uh, thanks to you for everybody who, who's listened to the show for one year. Um, these past month of us doing, we've done so many A shows this month. <laughs> so many, so many, literally we've done with so many, I think we've done at least four in the last month. And yeah, it's just- four. Uh, maybe maybe more than that because we had like a special episode we've recorded a lot i know that much <laughs> we've recorded a lot well yeah yeah so it's it's uh it's very very you know humbling that, that you guys you know give us your hour and change a day or every week to to do this because you know i only i would only do it if you guys are listening facts so <laughs> that, that, that mad real world podcast we did whoo no one listened. Do, no one listened. We, 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 you know, the, they're they're bringing Real World back on Facebook Watch. Did you hear? About oh, that? it's Facebook Watch. Yeah, it's Facebook Watch. What? I thought I, it was gonna be all right. So I guess the Netflix bet. You know what? That's cool. Um, would you watch? I, the, would you watch it on on Facebook Watch? I would because I still have a Facebook account, which is wild. Um, I would watch it. Just to see how it is, but typically, like you know, I'm very close to like I watch the challenge, I watch you know, real world kind of sparingly. I kind of ge- get the general idea of what the direction they're gonna go before the you know the series actually airs. Like people go around and find out the cast and all this other stuff, so I kind of get the direction. So if I get the feel, it's gonna be kind of fugazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't watch. But um, listen, I mean, Facebook Watch that's a that's a great idea. I mean. Yeah, it was just announced a couple of hours ago before we started recording. I saw it when I woke up this morning. Uh, they're trying to basically, you know, Facebook Watch, they're trying to lure a lot of content creators to that platform right now. Uh, they are re- completely revamping. Are you ready to hear what this is? what's, what's going to happen? Listen, talk about it because uh, I haven't heard shit. It's going to be interactive. It's going to have an interactive social component that will let viewers vote one housemate onto the show before it airs. Ooh. Yes, it's going to be produced in Mexico, Thailand, and the United States. And aside okay, from like a lot, <laughs> yeah. And aside from giving the audiences the ability to pick a member of the cast, there's going to they said that there are going to be unique quote unquote opportunities for fans to connect with the housemates through its other video products, including live premieres and watch party. You know what's weird about it is that all the social media thing is taking the realness out of the real world. You kind of, this is too much. This might be too much. It's way too much because you know, the story about seven strangers trying to figure it out. I mean, especially I feel like even more so than like five years ago, six years ago, I don't know what type of, you know, world we were kind of in. I mean, but I feel like more than now you need more real people than ever. Um, 
just in general and authenticity is really it's, it's not only is it you know meaningful but it's something that can be just like i think people are more responding to authenticity than any other thing so just bringing all these sort of social aspects into it i mean that doesn't change the people but it definitely changes it it, it creates too much variables in an atmosphere that should just really kind of be left alone because when you the people are the variables yeah, um, I, I do like I do like Facebook watches interactive options for stuff like uh, the mix match challenge, so to speak, just to keep it with, within wrestling. But right. I do like their options there. I do think they could do more. But I think that with real world, it, it doesn't become the real world anymore when you do all of that stuff. Yeah, it becomes the social, you know, the social experiment or some shit like that. Like, like people would definitely watch this show without all of this, all of the frills of this bullshit that they're doing. But you know what? It's also you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna potentially ruin a potential Facebook watch bag that we could potentially have in the future. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm all listen, if Facebook wants to add all types of doohickeys to this podcast. But my question is, will it air on MTV as well? No. Probably not. Because I don't see any information. I don't see any animation information on it airing on MTV. I think MTV is kind of over. I mean, they have their own kind of like programming now and they're still trying out a lot of programming i think really the only thing that's has been sticking is the challenge because it has such a built-in audience not only the challenge but are you the one which is pretty much it's pretty much taken over are you the one is for thoughty kids thank you i was just about to say that (laughs) watch want to watch other thoughty kids thought around and i'm just like this is this is this is just its own genre of television which is like thoughty television are you the one is nasty and for anyone who doesn't know about are you the one it's basically speed dating but in like mixed with the real world and you basically and Mills, correct me if i'm wrong you go on a date with someone and you figure out if you want them to be your girlfriend or boyfriend within that like 20 minute span yeah, it's essentially that. It's it's, but oh my God, it's like I I don't like the show because I just feel like. But I love the people that it's produced. As someone who like watches it, everything revolves around the challenge. The challenge is the reference point for me, and everything else kind of figures it out from there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I love the people that it spawned from it, but the show is incredibly like it's got that. I mean, MTV has teen mom OGs, which is pretty much like, it's kind of like the, it's the closest thing to the real world that they got. Yeah. In terms of just like something authentic happening and following people around in their daily lives. So it's kind of like that. And then they, you know, they brought back Jersey shore and they're continuing to do that. They brought back a whole bunch of other things. Listen, bring back Sunday night heat. How about that? (laughs) Well, I mean, we, we said all this to say, we had a real world podcast we were listening to or not listening we were watching all of the old uh real worlds and for many logistical reasons i don't know how long it could have lasted anyway yeah but i i think that it would be dope if it would be really dope if you had a challenge podcast so i've definitely always wanted to do that um there is a great challenge pod. You know what? There's a great challenge podcast out now called Challenge Mania, um, hosted by Derek of the Challenge and Scott Yeager, who's actually a really big wrestling fan. Like a really big, like he's like. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I should contact him and see if he ever wanted. We should, to we should get him show. on the show. We he's, a, he's, show. A, he's a really big wrestling fan. Like he's in the know. Like he knows all this other stuff. So you know, it, it, maybe we can. You know. I can let's do it. Uh, we can get there. Like all these other things. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, let, let, let's make that a goal for uh, the next 52. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Let's do it. And, and maybe you can you can bring us up to speed on what's happening on the challenge, so we can kind of get that get that so going. Because that's my Tuesday nights. The second hour of SmackDown, I don't really watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know your tweets change significantly. I, my tweets are like my brain is in two sides. I literally have both streaming on my computer at the same time. But you know what? We should get this. Is definitely a wrestling podcast. This is definitely the year of the A Show. Shout out to the A Show. Shout out to just both of us. Shout out to everyone who supported us. Shout out to the rest of RNC radio too i mean you know even though even though like it's just you know our general just like non-wrestling chat most of them do not watch professional wrestling they're still supporters of the show they you know huge supporters huge supporters of the show so thank you guys for continuing to do that um and just everything man just 52 episodes a whole year it it feels it it feels new again right It, it, it feels like we're heading towards another season really it's this different feeling. So let's say this is the season, the season premiere of season two, season of the two A show. And let's, let's get it. let's get into No Holds Bar before we bring in our special guest on the show today. Uh, first thing we want to talk about uh, on No Holds Bar this week: Austin Aries is fucking wildin'. Woo! All right. So if anyone knows me, you I'm hate high. Austin Aries. All right. So I don't want to say if anyone knows me because this is easily not the first thing I'm going to bring up that, you know, I just woke up and say like, hey, I'm, you know, Jamil Mills from the A show. I hate Austin Aries, but I do not <laughs> like Austin Aries. I Wait, and why do don't you like, like him? Why don't you like Austin Aries? I think he is. He's one of those guys who's kind of a bigger mark for themselves than other people are fans of him. Yeah. And I hate that. To me, it's it, it's like there's a lack of self awareness with it that I don't appreciate. Um, to me, his moveset sucks. Um, I, I I just think there's to me, I wasn't I wasn't particularly excited when he came to the WWE and he debuted on NXT. I was just like, oh oh well, um, oh well. <laughs> is there's a number of things like he does this like corkscrew elbow that just doesn't oh, I, make sense. <laughs> you always talk about his and I hate elbow. it so much. Like I hate it. Oh my god! But yes, we do have a Boston Aries news this week, and you know it, the Brett. It's still on Brett. I still do not like it. I still don't like it. I don't like anything about it. But uh, I mean. It was TNA Bound for Glory on, on, on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. Uh, I showed that I haven't actually got around to, to watch yet, so I, I don't have a review for you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but I hear that it was a solid show, um, all things considered. And the main event of the show, and, and I mean, just to even go back, I don't even think we touched on this on the actual show. A uh, week and a half ago, before this even aired, uh, Austin Aries and Johnny Impact, who uh, were in the main event of the show, had a Twitter uh, war, where as... Austin Aries said a lot of disparaging thing against gays and people with mental illnesses uh, just, just because Johnny called him short or something like that. He called him like a midget or something. Right. Well, not, not even a midget. He called him like short. I, th- I think it was just like called him short. And he, he went at uh, Johnny's wife, called her fat, called her pudgy or something like that. So that led to a whole bunch of foolishness happening like at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Um <laughs> Uh, they got into like a fight and I was just like, it looked like they were at Bennigan's. Like yeah. I wasn't sure where, where this took All place right. at. <laughs> okay. 
I Are mean, yes. sure? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, but yes. <laughs> exactly. They're like Bennigan's dog. I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, all of that happened. And then at the, at the mat, uh, the, the main event of Bound for Glory, they, they had a match and I heard it was a really good match. Uh, and you know what? As much as you don't like Austin Aries, I thought that his match against Moose at the other pay-per-view uh, two months ago was really good too. Shout out to Moose. But um, so after he takes the finisher, gets pinned, uh, he gets up <laughs> immediately. <laughs> he flicks off Don Callis, who uh, who works in uh, basically an administrative capacity. I believe he uh, he's like head of creative or something for Impact. Flicks him off, walks out the ring, and leaves, never to be seen again. So people were like all weekend. They were like, "Is this a shoot or is this a work?" And listen, either way, this is terrible. This is this a terrible is thing. Ba- it's bad television. For work me. shoots are terrible. Work shoots suck. <laughs> all right. Let, let, let's run through the history of work, work shoots just a little bit. What is your, what is one work shoot that you believe actually like hit its mark? Uh, oh my God. Maybe I Bret would, Hart, Bret Hart, the Bret Hart stuff, Bret Hart, Sean stuff. Do you think, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, even but that, that, but even that was worked, detrimental because they ended up working. It was supposed to be a work shoot and ended up working themselves into an actual shoot. Exactly. Um, I personally like the Edge and Matt Hardy saga. Um, I remember specifically one of the, one of the most, you know, crazy moments on Raw was the day Matt Hardy, you know, he was fired and he appeared on Monday Night Raw. And everyone was like, what is going on? What is going on? I'm 15 at the time. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Mind you, it's all a shoot. Like, I've, <laughs> I mean, it's all a work. It's all a work. Like, yeah. I, and then, but I still, at the time, I couldn't tell the difference. It was just so hot and so tense and so, you know, it was just a very, it was, a, it was just a great moment. But as you, I, I feel like just most work shoots end up, at least in 2018 in this new era where social media is prevalent, everyone's kind of in the know about professional wrestling anyway. It just doesn't hold up the way that it really used to. Well, it's detrimental. I mean, look at every work shoot that WCW ran into the ground. Right. You know, from Terry Funk to Jeff Jarrett to Eric Bischoff to Rick all that Flair. stuff. Like Rick Flair. And none of that stuff actually helped the product in any way. And it became, it just became detrimental to literally everything on the product. And I, I just really think that it, it's like, to me, it's kind of sick that people would think that, you know, that was going to help Impact's viewership. Like, hell no. It right. didn't even have me. It didn't even have me like interested in the shit. I was just like, nah, bro. No, like, of course not. I wasn't interested at all. And and from there, uh, they say that, or it's being reported that Austin Aries is actually out of Impact. It was his last match, and uh, he had, uh, I believe, someone. I think Petey Williams said on his podcast that uh, Austin was very, very. Petey Williams has a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Come on, brother. (laughs) I don't know. Big Papa Petey. Let's go. All right. Oh, come on. Come on, bro. Petey Williams is, he's, he's a, he's a G bro. He's a G. I mean, if he wants to, I'm saying let's, let's merge podcast worlds. Petey Williams. Let's go. Let's talk about it. But yes, he's a a producer on impact. So he pretty, he probably, uh, Uh, well, but yeah, he's, he basically said that, uh, he, he answered a couple questions. They asked him about Austin's backstage behavior. Uh, he's all, he said, he's always very particular about how things go. So basically he's Austin Aries. Uh, he said that if Austin seemed unhappy about losing the title, he said that day, no, he said about the ending, 
uh, it is what it is. It's hard for me to get pissed off. I wasn't pissed because the match turned out great. We didn't miss any camera shots. I'm just here to have fun. I don't get wrapped up in the drama. I'm not going to lose sleep over professional wrestling. That's how I treat it. I was screaming at the headset. Don't shoot that. The bottom line is with my history with Austin Aries, I've always liked him as a talent and as a person. Do I like to have him around? I have. Yeah. He's always been here. He's a great worker, but the problem is he's no longer under contract. He's not here now. We've got to move forward. We've got to write some new stuff. Hopefully this just blows over. So, Petey Williams. Move forward. I mean, mean, yeah, the company moves forward without Austin Aries. I mean, this is, I mean, I still don't get the the thinking of when they gave him all of the belts at the same time. I, yeah, I don't, especially I, knowing who he is, especially right, knowing who he is, right, one hundred percent, and just like you saying all of this and you saying all of that and sort of how he works and one day he feels like dropping the title, one day he doesn't, and you give him all the belts, so it's kind of like, well, maybe this is a, a part of this is also on the you know the creative side and just kind of you know figuring out how to do that with the company as well, um, but you know the I I saw the finish, I saw the finish with the match, I thought you know to me I was just like whatever this is you know this isn't real this is kind of their you know cutesy rebellious his kind of way and just saying like yo i'm out of here boom 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 i didn't really appreciate it i think you know in terms of just giving the respect to the performer um the person that you work with and if you're putting them over you kind of put them over all the way you don't halfway you don't just drop for the three and then you you know you get up like it's WWF war zone and walk out the ring. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it, you know, you show them respect, you, you sell it, you, you know, you tell that you, you follow through with the story of the actual, you know, the match and the program, you follow through with that. You don't just like cut it off, you know, right as you reach the end. I mean, I think that's kind of corny, quite honest with you, but very corny. Uh, I, I just don't see how impact keeps hiring these, these, these guys. Like, I mean, they're available. These Del, Rio, these Del Rios. I mean, know, all these guys. where, I mean, I think they hire him because they one they have a relation with with him. Austin Aries has a history built within TNA right. and Impact Wrestling, so I, I I get why they hire him there. But I also feel like what um what there's there isn't much in terms of just like professional talent that'll go out their way to put their reputation and career on the line by signing a long term or any type of deal to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it just, I mean, it just, it's just weird why they keep hiring these these types of problem. Like these are locker room guys that are like known as problems, and they just continue to do it for eyes. I guess it's for eyes, but I don't know what kind of eyes that Austin Aries brings. Quite honest with you, um, <laughs> I love your Austin Aries shade. I don't like him. I don't. I don't. I don't see what's the deal. I don't see what what business is going to change if you bring in Austin Aries. I'm just. This is the only wrestler who I kind of like. I'm very open with disliking, and I'm perfectly fine with disliking. If he blocked me on Twitter, you're doing me a favor because I don't ever have to see. Like it's. Turn that up. Oh That's all God. I got to say. Turn all I'm that gonna, up. You know what? I'm going to block him right now. I don't... I just don't. <laughs> hey, it's a new energy this year with the A-Show. We're blocking you. I'm blocking him right now. I'm literally blocking him right now because I really don't... I don't need any of this. I don't need anything, man. Like, I, I don't take need a picture. It. Take a picture of the blocking and then we're... Well, like, I'll put it under the uh, episode description. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> let's talk about it. I'm ready. But, uh, but uh, moving forward, uh, we, gotta, we, have, we have our guests waiting. Uh, the Young Bucks have announced that they're releasing their final Bullet Club style tee, leading to many people having the speculation that they are potentially leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, at the beginning of next year. 
Uh, a lot of this is corroborated by there being a report and a lot of reports that are disproving this report and proving it again. And there's just this big kerfuffle around the fact that a lot of the Western talents um, are unhappy with New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. I mean, it's about it's, it's, it's close to that time, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's almost it's, that time. It's really almost that time. So it's kind of like. I don't see I mean if there's a rumor about them going to the WWE it's 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 basically by the fact that it's around this time this is, this should be the time that New Japan really starts to ease some things out um the Final Bullet Club shirt to me is a dead giveaway um especially like because why would you you know stop making Bullet Club t-shirts especially how much they sell and how much you know they go for and where they sell them at and all this other stuff it's like you know I think we're we're getting ready in 2018 to see you know a new type of a new a new shift in the landscape with 2019 new shift in the landscape at WWE even possibly the Bucks and and maybe some more. Yeah, uh, I I mean they're they're masters at promoting themselves, so uh, I I do think some of this is for this attention. <laughs> you know I don't, I don't think anything that they're doing is uh not for the express. Uh, intent of people to talk about what they're doing you know like they don't do anything for no for no reason so um yeah i think something's happening there but we you you know we'll never know until uh it actually comes out so i i'd say keep a lookout on the bucks i i still say that the bucks are leaving but everyone else is staying either the bucks themselves or bucks and cody if the bucks go cody gotta go right I think more than anything, he should stay, and I and I'm not really too big. I on, think he on, should stay too, but it's like, what role? I mean, I, I, he would reinvent himself again, which is you know, it's what he does. It's what he does. Um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, shit. You you I I think Cody stays two more years. Kenny might stay another year. I think mm-hmm. if Kenny stays a year or any time past a year, I think that you're missing his prime. And I don't think his body's really holding is going to hold up, you know, like as much as it should. I, I, it'll be a Nakamura situation, right? Where Nakamura had that one match, and he was just like, "This is all I have left. This is all <laughs> I got left, baby." <laughs> and then he he. Did, but the thing is, Nakamura, man, listen, he's the he's the goat. Can we talk? Can we just talk about how Nakamura like? He just he, he just the goat man. Like he came to he came to the United States. He gave us one banger of a match so that we couldn't take, give him shit for the rest you know for the rest of his tenure there. And then he just he just not coasted, but he just does what he wants. He just kind of you 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 know he decides to turn up when he wants to. He you know he doesn't when he doesn't you know barely loses. He ba- I mean so this week on Smack I mean we'll get to it later, but I think actually that match is probably the most he has about like. Clean wins? <laughs> I mean, no, and not even wins. I think he has like six really good matches a year. And I think yeah. we hit number six just now. <laughs> <laughs> I really think this week we hit number six. So, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. Well, we'll get more on Nakamura in a second. But uh, we, we do have to get to our SmackDown 1000 uh, retrospective in, in a lot of ways and uh, get, get into that with the Royal WrestleChat members. Are you ready to do this, Mills? Listen, there's a whole bunch of people in here. Yeah. 
There's a whole. I mean, sorry for the few that couldn't get in because you know the the way we recorded this, only about eight people could get in. But we have way more members, so shout out to you know everyone who's in the chat. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to Manny. Shout out to you know everyone who just wasn't able to you know get in and get their voice heard. But the I feel like who we did have. Oh my god, you guys are gonna love it. Yeah, this this is probably the funniest thing we've ever done on uh, the A show. So after this break, we'll be right back with our uh, with our live chat with the RWC members. Be right back. All right. Welcome back to the A Show 52. It has been one year since we started this show, and it's only right uh, that we have some people in the show that were involved in making it into what it is today, the people that share the show, the people that listen to it, the people that, you know, give us their background and their opinions on what we say and what we do. Uh, We have members of our esteemed Russell chat. Then I say esteemed because there's no one else that will be up in the morning giving out New Japan, <laughs> uh, New Japan results and talking about what, what uh, Russell Bay gets them the horniest. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. In the world. Wow. <laughs> no one. I, had, I had to slide that one. In. I slide it, but I'm, I'm going to answer. This something crazy. We got a pack. We got a packed house today. I'm gonna just we're just gonna run down the line of everybody that's in the room right now, uh, and you guys just say what up or whatever. Uh, first off, we have Ben Coyle in the room. What's going on, Ben? What's up, guys? I'm glad to be here. You know, many years in the making, but I'm pumped to be a part of this now. Awesome. We also have uh, Cyrus, Mr. H, visibility himself in the room. I'm happy to be back, man. Uh, we also have Ugly New York, Rob. What's going on? What's poppin'? I'm back, part two. Rob uh, stunning on us before the show actually started here. He has a just Don Virgil collaboration off white Yankees off-white hat. Yankee. I wish. Yeah, I'd have flexed out crazy. Soon though, <laughs> make it happen. Uh, we also have Mark, my man MC from RSPN and, and other other esteemed things. What's going on, Mark? And feels good to be on the A show. We also have a good, a good, uh, you know, one of my favorite writers right now, uh, someone who actually I need to give him the invitation to wrestle chat, but I invited him off off air here. Uh, My boy, MJ, what's going on, bro? It's good, man. It's good to be here. I'm a big fan of the A show, big fan of all y'all. It's cool. Uh, We also have Chris Mack, the God, the Larry Zabisco of wrestle chat here as well. Oh my God, man. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? The living legend, baby. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. I appreciate that. Well, salute. Salutations to everyone, man. All right. Uh, we also have Xavier from the Looking Glass himself on the show. What's good, everybody? First time appearance. Excited as fuck. <laughs> and we also have last but not least and I, and I think this might be last but I'm pr- certainly he's certainly not least in, unless someone pops up after this uh Flo what's going on brother yo what's good uh thank you for the invitation uh, it's just been great seeing y'all grow from just like everything it's been an amazing thing beauty to watch Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, me and Mills have a couple of topics <clears throat> that we want to talk about on episode 52 but before we start like you know, what kind of just just it's just a general question. I, I don't want everybody like kind of talk over each other, but I just want to want to want to know, like, what kind of like energy do you guys feel going into like SmackDown 1000? Who you know what? I think SmackDown 1000. Because I said re- last week, I said last week, it doesn't sound like a, a major show to me. Nah, because it's still I, two hours. 
I hope it's not like Raw 25. I hope it's not like that. Where it was in two different places. Not even the fact that it's like, I don't think they're going to do, they're not doing two different places. But remember, like, Raw 25 is going to be so hype. And then we watched it, and it was like the complete opposite. Regular. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it it comes to wrestling these days, man, it's all about managing expectations. And we thought Raw 25 was going to be WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, all put together like this (laughs) landmark show. And then it was just. To go home to the Rumble (laughs) and the Hammerstein being mad as hell that they didn't get to see anything. Yeah, you can't blame them either. I mean, I think I think it's gonna be cool. I'm not expecting much besides you know legends to pop in and do they shouldn't leave like Austin did. So that's all. You know what would have been popping if they put more championships on the line for SmackDown 1000. Like put the WWE Championship on the line. Like make me actually want to watch the show. Like, because they're everyone, it's just really just like a reunion of like, I mean, you have Evolution there and Evolution's never been on SmackDown for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> we have, we have Edge is going to be there, Undertaker and Kane. So, you know, somehow Shawn Michaels will be there probably as well. And everybody like, it's going to be, it's going to be the fact that it's still two hours. is crazy. Like they need to like extend the third hour on the network or something like that. Like cut into 205 live, like forget that show. I don't even know. What? Damn. 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 Wow. Bro. Wow. Wow. Man. Tony needs to earn his check, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen before Raw. <laughs> Listen, Tony needs. Y'all gonna learn not to re- not to disrespect Tony oh, Nice. Ask Jesus. Mark about it. <laughs> the premier oh, athlete, shit. Tony Nice. He got eight reasons. Ask Mark about that. But uh, yeah, I I think that really with with SmackDown one thousand. It feeling like such a minor show is exactly what you guys have been saying. Like, there's no real titles on the line, and they're still doing that, that Grand Prix bullshit tournament that they're doing. And I, I mean, if they did defend the, the title on that show, AJ is going to want like 25 minutes, and you can't take 25 minutes away from Triple H and Ric Flair and Batista and Randy Orton. Well, all right, so we have. I mean, announce for, and this is tape, but you're going to hear like what we thought about SmackDown later on the show. But thus far announced is Rey Mysterio versus Nakamura. Um, and then for the Raw side, they've actually announced that it's going to be Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus uh, Seth Rollins as another qualifiers for that World Cup tournament, which is like, yeah. huh? it's just looking more just like a, I don't know, like, what's this? Drew, Drew McIntyre is the only one that's really representative of the like world. Oh, I guess he is foreign. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. Oh wow! Hashtag, I guess. I'm like, Yo, does Finn even like, have a qualifier for that shit? No. no. Well, the that's because Finn, Finn is Finn is uh, Finn is going to be doing something else on Raw. So, all right, but oh, yeah. it's probably him and Bailey still, probably. Yeah, well, Ashley. <laughs> Uh, but SmackDown 1000, I just feel like it just seems like a – I think it's really going to be like Raw 25 where they, like, have one giant segment where every one of these legends are just, like, taking place all at once. Like some APA card game or whatever the hell they did before. Oh, it's just oh. – <laughs> but at least we have Ray versus Nock to get – to um, look forward to. Um, yeah, that's going to be fire. I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked that's the only match on the card because, like, there's just so many things that are supposed to be happening here. Yeah. It's only two hours. They're going to be cramming a whole lot of shit into the show to make it really interesting. But, like, what else could they do? You know, I, I, I'm going to be looking forward for that match. But, like, after that, what else? 
I mean, I heard that they were trying to get like The Rock or whatever to come back. Right? I don't that know if they're going to. Nah, that bad. That, that bad. He ain't going there. He's not coming back. Dwayne will be live from whatever fucking natural disaster she's fighting on film this time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time? It was like the last time, you know. Um, the Rock showed up on SmackDown. He had that segment with Triple H, and they were like going back and forth. And he almost felt yeah, like yeah. too big for <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> like he felt like bigger than the room. Like he felt like it was huge, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're setting up for Triple H versus The Rock at WrestleMania." And it probably was at that point. Um, but I, I just felt that's the way they've always treated SmackDown. It's always been kind of like not really a major show. And that's what I'm hoping that they change when they go to Raw or when they go to Fox next year is that they actually start treating the show with some respect because it's been consistently the best show on their TV uh, for more than a year at this point. Put Roman on SmackDown. Oh, God. Hell no. He ain't working uh, Tuesdays. He ain't <laughs> hey, one of my favorite SmackDown episodes ever was that episode a couple years ago when The Shield just ran rampant through the whole episode. They were, you know, yeah, acting people doing interviews, and you know that could be a good bit for the Shield to do again on this show. Real actually, that, that's a good point, Ben. That actually brings us to our, our next kind of topic. Like, what is some of you guys' favorite SmackDown moments of the of the past a thousand episodes? <laughs> I, I feel like we've all kind of. There was a moment on SmackDown where I kind of stopped watching. I think when it was when it went to my network TV. Come on, man. Everybody that, hates that Chris Ben SmackDown. Like, you too big for that. <laughs> nah, girlfriends just lead into SmackDown, bro. I remember that shit. <laughs> That's actually funny. Oh, my God. Oh, if I have to pick, like, a best, my one of my favorite moments from SmackDown, I remember it was one of the early episodes. Um, it was that tag team buried alive match with the Rock and Sock connection versus Undertaker and Big Show and just like all the chaos that's going down. And then like it's that's still like buried alive. They'd never do it on network television again. Um, and then it's just like I remember Triple H came out and he was like the biggest heel at the time. And then Austin comes out and it's just like a whole just big thing, man. Like that was incredible. Just like the, the star power of SmackDown back then. Damn. I literally thought yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been thinking all day. I want to say uh, when they had the TLC on SmackDown. Wait, are we allowed to say homie's name here or not? Yeah, you Ooh. can say. It. You can say it, man. So, so when, we, when they had the TLC on SmackDown and like mad early, Chris Benoit went to the table, fuck, like messed his rib up, and then still won somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a SmackDown. Like they were just wilding. That was that was fire to me because we rarely got. TLCs on on regular TV. That was only also twice, took a right? crazy concerto to the ribs. Hell yeah, that was shit crazy. Uh, I'm not sure about my moment. There's so many to pick, but like that Brock uh, Kurt Iron Man match from way back when. That shit still goes. That shit's oh. fire to this day. I remember that match, man. I remember, damn. I remember the the, the concept of like d- purposely DQing yourself in an Iron Man match, and then I was like, yo, that's kind of actually kind of smart, kind of not really, kind of. Oh, how, how about when uh, Austin blew up the DX Bang Bus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I remember that because his neck was broken. He was like, "Yo, we yeah. still need him on SmackDown, though." <laughs> He's not stealing chat. Vince still wouldn't let him take a day off. That's crazy. Nah, yeah. 
And Stone Cold uh, beating up Booker T in the supermarket. Oh, that's still funny. That's funny. For the rest of the <laughs> that's funny. Uh, one bro. I, I, one I, I, era. What? Well, one of my um, one of my favorite moments was uh, when I went to my very first SmackDown in 2002. Oh, same. And then you got the um, you had one of the the SmackDown Six happening with you know Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. And it was a six man tag. It was the first time I see Rey Mysterio. He pinned Kurt Angle. But the be- the moment that also happened on that night was Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan. And Ooh, yeah. I remember he put, his, he put his blood yeah. on his chest. Yeah, yeah. He blood on his chest. Turn, you know, now turn now, that up. They, yeah, now retrospective, looking back all these years later, man, that was probably one of the best moments I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he yeah. absolutely won't be there Tuesday because he's, you know, he doesn't show up unless it's a check. But yeah, Rock has but, some big you know, SmackDown moments. Rock has some excellent moments, man. I remember yeah. when Kurt got put in the Kimura by uh, Daniel Pewter. When they was doing the tough enough. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he was real live hot. Because like. <laughs> Kurt's oh. like neck was failing in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, so many. Well, I think an era that kind of sticks out to me and it's, it's kind of ironic because this is during the My Network TV era and I just really only watched it because of this. Uh, the punk era leading into the straight edge society was, uh, to me, some ooh. of the best TV that SmackDown had for a yeah, while. It was. That was the same era when uh, him and Jeff had that feud, right? Yeah, and he actually oh, yeah. banished him uh, from the WWE in his steel cage yeah. match. That was, yeah. uh, bro, as a kid, I idolized Jeff Hardy, but seeing him get hold on the mic in the middle of the ring like that still stays <laughs> me to this day. Oh, oh, and the pyro moment, too, when he went to go do the pyro and it all blew up in his face. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> How about the first episode of SmackDown, uh, which aired on April 29th, 1999, and the main event was The Rock versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee? That's a wild... I remember that. that. I, yeah, I do remember that. It's one of the wildest matches they've ever had on that show. So much bullshit happened in that match. <laughs> I also, I also remember before SmackDown became, you know, officially, you know, a syndicated program when they had the special with uh, they had the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, I guess the Undertaker and Triple H when he started the corporate ministry, and there was a lot of fuckery in that match as well. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I'm How about two thousand three? Uh, the Big Show. Uh, and, and Brock Lesnar, the, the, the ring breaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. That's crazy. Yo, who's your who? Who you're like most memorable? Like, all right. So this is a, this is gonna be a weird question because really, this like everyone only remembers Raw announced teams. Who's your favorite SmackDown announced team? Ooh, man. Taz, Frosty Tip, Michael Cole, and Taz, man. <laughs> soul Patch, Michael Cole. Yeah, with the Soul Patch <laughs> and the Prison Tats. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> I'm I'm very privy to the Booker T era of SmackDown. Oh, Booker oh, T yeah. was good. You know who I hated? Matt Stryker. Oh shit! Oh, Yo, I'm yeah, so he's glad. ruining Lucha Underground to today. Yeah. Oh my god, Matt Stryker! Yeah. I hated his commentary. It just sounded so like smug and like ugh. Shit, like, I still do. Yeah, yeah, still does. yeah, that hasn't. Lucha changed. Underground is bad. <laughs> remember the Josh? Yo, remember the Josh Matthews era? I hate Ooh. Josh Matthews. Hey, <laughs> 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 he was uh, he's ruining Impact now. Or was. 
when I told y'all I didn't watch Impact for forever, it was literally because of Josh Matthews. Like, I can't even, I don't even want to watch it on mute. Like, I want to hear commentary. There was Todd Grisham era. Todd Grisham and JR, for some reason. Like, you go oh, back God. to, like, a random 2008 pay-per-view, and it's just, like, Todd Grisham and JR. That's when they were punishing JR. Like, remember when JR <laughs> got fucking drafted to SmackDown, and he was oh. like, what the fuck? He was hot. <laughs> he was. <laughs> My man is former. He's, he's former corporate, and like no one told him, which is wild in retrospect. It's like he's the former talent of talent head of talent relations, and like no one bothers to tell him that he's going to SmackDown. It's like, oh no, we wanted to keep it, you know, real and authentic as possible. Where well, that man kept it authentic, and he ain't like one bit of that shit at all. <laughs> and you can tell too. The entire time he hated that shit. That shit was hilarious. Man, he got whole that whole decade after that, man. <laughs> but I will say that he that did allow JR to call newer talent. And I think there was yeah. a silver lining to that, is that he got to call some of the newer upcoming talent and some talent that like he never really had, had called like that before and got him away from Triple H and Austin and all those other guys. You know what recent moment I like as well? Um, I would have to say Kevin Owens being up Mr. McMahon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the long term, like nothing happened. But I mean, it was long term building up to that. Like we had to wait million yeah. years for that to actually, like something yeah. to actually happen, and him just going insane and just beating up. And then you know, I have I have several Miz moments. That are oh just, God! Like, oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> hey, the number one Miz moment will always be talking smack. Talking smack, yeah. and they need to bring that show. Back. I mean, you I know, that, they need to bring that back. I think one of the best, like, recent moments is uh, Cena Ho and Miz on the mic, like before Mania last oh, year, and they giving him a check, and then. <laughs> Oh, that shit was hilarious, bro. Oh, my God. Listen, put them both on Wild and Out or something. I don't know. Like, it's a... Oh, I've seen it on Wild and Out. <laughs> now with his new hair. Now with his no, new nah. hair. Hey, you saw what happened when Cena and The Rock, you know, got together on Raw. Uh-huh. So. Rock started crying. Rock yeah. started crying. <laughs> Never Cena's forget. still giving Never free forget. smoke. <laughs> One of my... One of my old, old moments when they had that love triangle with, like, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie... Ooh. Yeah, I like that. I like TV. that. I like that because they had the they had that making out mo- like in the lead up to SummerSlam, and it was like this big thing, and they like put fireworks all around it and all this other stuff. Yeah, that was also around the same time Triple H and you know was training Trish Stratus too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and training. Yeah, arm bar. Yeah, about, sunny days. Uh, how about in 2013 when Daniel Bryan, Kane, and Randy Orton beat uh, the Shield uh, clean <laughs> for their first loss ever? Man, that was wild. That was the taped tape era of SmackDown. So you had yeah. to like, you read like the results and you're like, oh shit, I got like, to wait three days to watch some shit. <laughs> was it better? Do you, would you like, do you think it was better taped? Were you able to like look through it and be like, yo, I'm decide to like sit this one out or are you rather it live and just like whatever happens, happens? Nah, I love it live. I like it live. I like it live now. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I first discovered SmackDown was taped. Like that was like, oh shit. That's when I was starting to, I was like 12 years old and that's when I started realizing wrestling was fake. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be ready for them Thursdays. Be ready. I was for like, what? I remember in 2002, they had like, oh, 
when Undertaker came to SmackDown randomly because um, Stephanie McMahon bought out Brock Lesnar, like from Raw, and he took the WWE Championship with him. So like that was back in the day where like the draft, like anyone was, they had the whole draft, and then they decided that they drafted wrong, and everyone's just jumping to shows randomly. <laughs> Undertaker was pissed. Undertaker was like, "Oh nah," <laughs> and he just oh, jumped to SmackDown. Knock his shit over. I, that just I reminded me of that just reminded me of Stephanie on that Halloween special on SmackDown. Oh yeah. Oh my. Why God. you say it like that? Why did you? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> you feel it, bro. Hey, it's too yeah, warm in here. You Google. Sounded like you were doing an R and B intro. <laughs> Sounded like fucking Chappelle sing R Kelly, dog. That was that was weird. Oh, I tried to reminisce. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, this this is gonna be a bigger a bigger argument here for SmackDown. Who is the and, and I'll I'll give my answer and I'll let you guys just kind of like de- uh, delegate within yourselves the greatest SmackDown performer of all time, Eddie Guerrero. I'm out. Nah, I'm with you with Eddie. Nah, yeah, same. I'm with you with Eddie. No, um, no lie. Like if it, if it wasn't for Eddie, I still wouldn't have been watching like SmackDown and shit like that. Like yeah. that run where he was going for the title, that solidified it. For me. Yeah. I was like, um, I'm going to be Ray. I know what I know what Meals is going to say. I think, and I'm probably going to agree with him. I'm assuming you're going to go Edge. Oh my God! How do you know? see? I love Ben. That's weird. Yes, I was going to say Edge. Yes, yeah. Edge. Oh, the man with the worst punches in the game. Oh my God! Listen, <laughs> oh. come on. Edge yeah, his punches were whack. Yeah, I would definitely say Edge or Eddie. Edge or Eddie. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's punch. Close anywhere else. Uh, I came into wrestling fairly late. So um, AJ Styles uh, off rip for me, hmm. and that, that's fair. I mean, that's for this era, that's that's yeah. fair to me. Yeah, yeah that's very uh, fair. <laughs> you know what's funny? Who's not going to get any votes? JBL. Fuck that. Yeah, I hate JBL. He's the worst. I so much hate. That means he was good at his job. I hated JBL. Nah, yeah. Fuck JBL. I mean, in retrospect, it's much better. Like when you look back at it, I was like, man, that guy. But then, like back in the time, you're like a. I was like a smarky, like 14 year old, and I'm just like. This guy sucks. He has terrible work rate. This is like when ROH is like popping <laughs> with like Paul London and AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. So I'm like watching the indies and I'm just like, I'm, everyone is so much better than these guys. And, blah, blah, blah. and you know, little, little oh, smarky meals then. Hold on. <laughs> number, number one, Mills is admitting that he watched the indies is wild. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the DVDs, but I made sure that I was watching it. I remember watching the CM Punk versus Joe, you know, series. I used to watch Paul London was one of my favorite guys on the independent scene. Um, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Um, yeah, Tyler Black was around then too. Like all these other. What, uh, what women were you watching? What women were you watching? I was watching the never so much the never ending series between Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler that helped establish <laughs> SmackDown in the 2002 era. That's what I, I was watching. You can't, you can't forget it. You can't forget Sable because because like Vince McMahon and Sable had that that weird thing going on too. Listen, the Vince McMahon era on SmackDown. I don't. I don't well, know if Vince very, McMahon will pre- ever yo, become pre- intertwined pre- in SmackDown like, again. Nah, he probably won't. <laughs> so you, you guys are talking about JBL sucking. I know someone who was way who was way worse than JBL, and he was just around last year. And that's Jinder. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> oh, he's literally the worst. Wow, <laughs> man. Jinder Hive on Twitter is gonna come for us. 
Both of them. Yeah, all all four of them. <laughs> 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 nah, Frank got ran off Twitter. What you talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> gender hey, the ultimate price, man. <laughs> gender Prime is a lot like uh, Tashi Hive. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so okay, so we did our best. We did our best SmackDown. So are, are we agreeing that JBL is the worst? I'm, I'm gonna have to say Gender Mahal. I think there's a lot of gems in, in JBL's run. Yeah, yeah JBL's he's uh, actually hill, bro. So, nah, I mean, he's. It, I knew I knew he held it down when I legit hated him. Like if you could legit make me hate you, I know you did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like gender, I, mean, I just wanted him to go away. Yeah, I mean, gender was actually bad. Bro, gender had bad bad gender match. had like what one good match in like nine months. At least JBL had more than one dog. I'll give it to and, and, and JBL. JBL become instantly likable when he's around Ron Simmons. So. You know, yeah, this, he was able to do that. Yeah. Like the weirdest thing ever, too. It was such a weird thing. Is JBL Ma- is JBL Maga? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. all right. So he's on Fox News. Yeah. Nah, he he's definitely Maga. But he has so. Uh, yeah, it's kind of shaky. Like all his best friends in the business are like Ron Simmons, Teddy Long, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Are those guys hey. stepping fetches though? Mm, all right, we're, we're, all right. <laughs> I, I can't believe no one brought up Kali. Oh, remember oh, when Kali? No, there were a couple of people that beat the Undertaker clean on SmackDown. One of them being Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, oh wow. I totally forgot I about the, the cause. Yes, he shout beat him. He shout out to a real life cause. He beat Undertaker clean with a headbutt, and I was just like, "What is SmackDown? <laughs> what is WWE?" <laughs> Damn, I remember Vladimir. That's crazy. I remember. And then he, was, he was doing a cabbage patch like two months later. Yo, remember on <laughs> SmackDown? Remember on SmackDown when they had Billy and Chuck's like that bizarre oh, wedding? Oh. The gay community. <laughs> Listen, they were on. Were, were they on Ellen? I feel like they were on Ellen. Yeah, that actually time. ended up making really big news. Yeah, that was, that was huge. I remember that shit. They were like, oh, and then you know, I guess they were eventually. They were initially supposed to go with it, and then they just decided that this was going way too far, and people were too invested in it, so they like cut it off. But then they had three minute warning show up on SmackDown, and like body Stephanie McMahon. All of this will never happen in two thousand. <laughs> And for good reason, it was a wild era. The yeah. gay community. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite SmackDown performer, bro. Uh, <laughs> speaking right. of worst, speaking of worst, can we put Muhammad Hassan as one of the worst? Oh was he? I thought he was uh, on Raw. I thought he was on Raw. No, he came over to SmackDown at some point. They had he the died. angle with the under, They had the angle with the Undertaker, didn't they? Yeah, and the angle with the Undertaker that got his band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's God. I remember that. One of my favorite stories ever is a Hurricane Helms shoot interview. He talked about Hassan had heat backstage, and he goes, well, you know, they were over in Europe somewhere, and he goes, well, The Undertaker drinks whiskey. Booker Tree drinks Hennessy. You get him a bottle. You know, that'll smooth it over a little bit before they go to, like, wrestler's court. So he goes, finds him a bottle of each, walks up, hands it to him. They both look at him, open it, and pour it out. <laughs> Damn! Oh my God! And Helm said he left immediately. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, that's crazy. So many great SmackDown moments, man. Like, were you a fan of the Invasion era? Like the Invasion era. I mean, it's not totally SmackDown, but just like 
that sort of back and forth. We had, you know, ECW was primarily on SmackDown, right? <laughs> Cruiser weight matches there. Yeah, yeah. Like Billy Kidman and whatnot, they were on there. Yeah. Oh, but well, I mean, if we're gonna talk about that, we got to talk about uh, uh, London and Kendrick and their tag title run, which was like un- inconceivable oh, for yeah. you know, their size at that time. 440-something days as champion. I think it's 441 days as champion, which is, like, crazy considering, yeah, their size. It's almost like no one bothered to watch SmackDown (laughs) 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 and bothered to take them all. But they were really, like, they were fighting. And you know what? That period is kind of underrated, that 2006 era, because you had, like, remember Matt Hardy was, like, one of the secretly one of the best wrestlers like ever. He was having a really whoa, really whoa ever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right. Right. Ever like, named like, Matt? I wouldn't go, uh, go that far, but he was he was uh, he during run. that era. During that era, he was, was really great, was he was guy. having great matches weekly. That was like around where MVP was around. Mr. Kennedy. Uh, oh my God, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. No. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy. Um, Bobby Lashley God. and Finley. God. Remember God. Finley? Yeah, Finley was. Getting I remember Finley was a worker. Bro, Finley <laughs> debuted in like fucking hobbled Matt Hardy his first night. I remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Finley, you have King Booker, um, the Cruiserweight. You know Shane what? Low key, Booker might. If someone in here said, or someone anywhere said, Booker T was the best SmackDown performer, I would not. I wouldn't bat an eye at that. All I right. would. I'd be like, that's cool. He definitely won the world championship when he was on SmackDown. He, and uh, the U.S. title. And the U.S. title. And, and, the ta- and the tag titles and all of them. And really, he's just like, but I think, I don't know. He's up there. He's definitely in, like, top five. Right? Top five. Yeah, top five. Top five. Gave the too. <laughs> 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 can, we talk about, can we talk about Batista carrying that show as the big Hoss champion and him and Undertaker having one of the best feuds uh, on that show at the time? <laughs> Sneakily, it wasn't yeah, even supposed yeah. to happen. Yeah. Like, no, oh, for real. Wow, that shit spanned years, and like they didn't have they didn't have a single bad match. That's yeah. They had one. Um, Batista's run as world champion. Um, just on SmackDown, he faced JBL. I mean, he had a series of matches at Eddie Guerrero. Won the tag team championships with him. Uh, Mark Henry, even though you know, um. Just a, I mean, his his title run came to an end, which one of the most unforgettable moments where he had to drop the title on SmackDown. Uh, oh, most that unforgettable dumb fits. Ass, a dumbass turtleneck on. Most yeah. unforgettable uh, fits. The, the pink I sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, Batista, I, like I said earlier, he he always he always wore the fits when he was injured. Now, like every three months, he'd have a new fit, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm injured again." <laughs> Batista's kind of like Seamus to me like where I didn't appreciate them in their time like their prime when they had their runs but now that I'm like older and go back like I appreciate them so much more right yeah. right yeah definitely but Batista was wild for that thing with Molina <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh shit black nah man Remember oh, Carlito's yeah. feud with Cena on SmackDown? Where he beat him oh, up in the club and stabbed him? <laughs> <laughs> I think they ran over a kid outside. Ben anywhere. This is why we can't take Ben anywhere. I think they ran over a kid outside. It's hilarious. <laughs> 
Oh my god! But that was it. Listen, that was when they were trying to establish Cena as like real hard. Like he was like, oh my god, he's at chain the nightclub, chain gang. He got beat up in the, he got stabbed in the club. That was a real <laughs> thing. My man got stabbed. That, that's gotta that be so wild. That's gotta be one of the most ridiculous write-offs to go film a movie ever. Like that shit just <laughs> right. What movie was it? Ready to free. The Marine, I think. The Marine. The first the Marine, probably. It was the oh, Marine. Man. The man took his spinner U.S. championship. Nah, and blew, he blew it up. Back one time. Nah, JBL blew it up. Oh, okay, yeah, JBL blew it up. You're right. JBL you're right. said, "Get this, get this thing off my." I mean, I was gonna say something else, but get this off my. Call, he was gonna call him a wigger. He was gonna call him a wigger. A disgrace to United States is what he would say. What was he gonna say? Shoot. He would say uh, that's what he would say. That's what he would say. But uh, he, I, I think with, with SmackDown and, and SmackDown 1000 coming up, it, I, I, I mean, there's so many memories to look forward to. Uh, I think it is going to be a very different show for these next, uh, uh, the next 1,000 episodes. Uh, but let's just look in the future. Like, where do you guys, who do you guys think is going to be running this show in a year? Amis. Amis. Yeah. Amis. Yeah, Amis. I'm going with Amis, too, yeah. Unless uh, some uh, some free agents come over and they decide to stick them on SmackDown. Yeah, I actually would I wouldn't mind Leo Rush on SmackDown either. I think he'd be perfect. I want I want Sasha and Finn on SmackDown. That's that's why I really want a SmackDown. No, also, when the Fox um, deal want to be kicking in? Uh, October uh, no, a year from now. Uh, I think a year from a uh, in, a, mm. in a week. I think it's yeah. the end of the end of October. I don't yeah. have it. Uh, it's a, it's, it's literally me. close to just one year from now. Like into the, yeah. when they do the season premiere of SmackDown. I'm sure this is going to be labeled the season premiere of SmackDown this week. Um, but it's you know what? In a year, I could see they brought Rey Mysterio back, obviously for a reason. So I could see Rey Mysterio being a major figure on SmackDown. Um, I could see, you know, them continuing AJ Styles because AJ Styles is just, when you think of SmackDown, he's just really one of like the guys that you associate with SmackDown. He's kind of building yeah. his head around that. SmackDown lifer. And Daniel Bryan as well. I mean, Daniel Bryan is someone who continues to be, whether, you know, even when he was injured, he was one of the most over guys on the show. Man, yeah, definitely. I'm interested on the SmackDown. Are do we plan to see? I mean, maybe will Shane McMahon coming back? Who knows? Shane McMahon's oh been gone God. for a minute. He's still the commissioner. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna is he? Actually, I wouldn't mind. I that about commissioner. Shane went back to his old job. <laughs> he had no more personal. Like in China. <laughs> he's just. He's, he's chilling. He's chilling. I have no idea where Shane McMahon is, but he apparently... I mean, he almost died before WrestleMania and still wrestled at WrestleMania. So that's like, you know... Yeah, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with no Shane. I don't think that his uh, yeah. personality mit- matches with uh, with Paige. Mm. No, nah, I mean... I, you know, I was saying... And I said this a couple of weeks ago. I was wrong about Paige. Paige is doing a great job. Yeah, she's doing an excellent mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Running SmackDown, <laughs> I, I was wrong. And I, I, I didn't need to miss him first. Too. <laughs> you know who <laughs> might be running <laughs> SmackDown in a year? It might be Charlotte or Becky. Ooh, mm. Stone Cold yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys this. They they see her as the hottest thing in that company right now. So that's not wrong. They they see her. They see her as the biggest thing in the company right now. That's not named Ronda Rousey. So. You know, if Becky can continue the the uh, 
the momentum that she's brought through just in the past two months, then I definitely could see her holding that title or still holding that title uh, in the next couple of months. But there's one thing that we do have to talk about, one pressing issue that we do have to talk about. When the WWE crown jewel situation, uh, at the time of this show recording, uh, there has been no decision made on whether that show will happen or not. Uh, we got news and information that a journalist was basically mutilated and murdered over there uh, over the past week. And now everyone is looking at WWE and, and kind of pointing fingers and, and hoping that they, quote unquote, do the right things. But one thing I want to know is what do you guys think is they to do in this situation? Uh, should they pull out? And if they do pull out, do they do business with Saudi Arabia ever again? Uh, do they, I mean, should they pull out? Um, yes. Will they? Probably not. a completely not. different question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. should they? I think they should just, you know, um, just considering all the news that's going on, all the bad press that they could potentially get, I wouldn't be surprised if any town decided that they, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a big payday. So it's kind of like very hard to turn down. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, it's when you think about just kind of ethical and, and, and just like how it looks and all this other stuff, you have all these major stars still competing in Saudi Arabia, despite the news that seems to be heightening as the weeks go by. I mean, this isn't cooling down. This hasn't cooled down in the, in the, in the last couple of weeks that this has been sort of a news, you know, a news item it hasn't cooled down. It's even got even worse. Now they have footage and audio and all this other stuff. So it's kind of like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard. I would, if I were the WWE, I would, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do it anyway, but I would consider pulling out. But then again, I'm not a billionaire, so who knows? Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, I would just take it off the network and just do it as like a live show. Just, I think that's probably just the best decision because they really like, they're really just stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like if they pull out that like, that gives them liable to be sued and just like the whole disrespect with that area. And then also like, since they're go since they're public and trying to be like a public entity, it's just like, it's very hard. Like, I don't quite know what to do, but I just say they should do it. as like a house show that's not aired on a network or anything like that. Uh, I probably say like, if there's absolutely no way to like cancel this shit at this point, cause it's what's like two and a half weeks out or three weeks out, something like that. Yeah. If there's no way to like cancel it now, then like go ahead and go through it. But for my many hours watching law shows, there's always a way out of contract, and they gotta find that way after this because it's re- it's real it's real spooky out here. I told ya. <laughs> Rob's answer is I told y'all. The no, no, question. I, it, it was like it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because like either way, they're gonna get negative. Uh, people onto this story because if they go through with it, okay, now it's like you didn't heed to our words, like you should have pulled out. And then if they don't do it, it's like, well, it took you long enough. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get heat from everybody. It's crazy to think Shawn Michaels is coming back for his first match, and this is what the you know the narrative is leading up to the show. Yeah, no one. I feel like no one's excited for Sean to come back. Yeah, no, absolutely not. not. It's no, especially not for that match. No, I'm good with I'm like. Two, I'm excited for him to come back, but it's, it's not hard. for a tag team match. It's probably like, it's like people game. know where where it's going. Like, do you really want yeah. to see DX versus brothers? No. Like, 
Exactly. Fuck so, no. I mean, but I feel him though. If the bag is calling, you gotta pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think once we see that fifty-three-year-old kip up, we're gonna have like a different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are buckle real quick. It might be. You're like, oh, Sh- Shawn Michaels still got it. Going. <laughs> got it. Oh wow. Or- uh, he's gonna do the kip up and I'm gonna tweet alright I'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> that kip up in jeans and that street vibe versus triple H is an all time moment oh my god oh, yes. kip, to me the kip up ain't gonna be the same cause he don't got the hair flowing with it it's just gonna be like a <laughs> ball dude doing his do rag is gonna be flowing with it man come on that like, might be the best moment of the A show's first year was Mio seeing that picture live in oh the my god oh. <laughs> freaking out when I tell you I love literally cried <laughs> real tears i could not get him to stop laughing that was completely <laughs> i could not get him to stop laughing and stop talking about it oh my god that was so amazing oh my god he looks like gil from simpsons you know. <laughs> oh come on but as far as far as it's like the internet, as far as the internet perception of the Saudi Arabia deal in itself, um, what what do you guys feel about just how people have been reacting to it? Do you think it's been a little bit more like extreme than even the evolution stuff? I think yeah, that very extreme. Very yeah, I think that like going on, it was already extreme. Like we already saw like everybody hated it and kind of jumped onto it because of the whole like, well, they can't bring the women thing there. And this kind of just added fuel to the fire to it. So, like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, for me, I think that, like, going back to somebody's point, I don't think that they should air it. I think maybe they should do it and then just kind of nix that deal because WWE is heavy into globalism right now. They they got the UK. They're probably going to go into Japan. Like, so they're in a rock and a hard place. But at the same time, like, Sticking with this is going to highlight some partnerships that WWE has, like Linda McMahon and yeah, being in that administration and whatnot. It's going to shed like a bad light on a public company. So yeah, and and those are and that's a good point because they go out of their way to not mention Trump. They go out of their way to not mention Linda. They go out of their way to not mention anything political in any way, shape, or form. And they, what they, what have they just done here? They've thrown themselves into the fire, so to speak, and everyone's pulling out, and they're the only ones not doing anything about it, and it just makes them look way worse. So I think in a lot of ways, like the extreme response, it's like I, I really can't fight it. Like I can't argue with that because they're really doing it to themselves right now. Well, I also feel like WWE is anticipating that, listen, this is a high-end situation now, but, like, I think even if they do pull out the show, I don't think the deal is off the table at all. I feel like even in six months' time, they're going to be like, all right, well, you know, it's time to head back to Saudi Arabia because – and everyone will kind of, like – not forgot, but say it will be really in the back of everyone's mind. I mean, they essentially brought back Hulk Hogan. Um, despite back all the things yeah, that he's done, Hogan. and it's just like <laughs> he's a you know it's kind of like time eventually you know I don't want to say heals all wounds but eventually things do get forgotten by time, um, and 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 that's kind of what it. So even if it's not this show, I don't think the deals the deal is way too lucrative for the WWE. Um, at this right. point, all the news that we've heard about for this show is just like they're getting so much dollars. I mean, the fact the fact of the matter is this got Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. who's never going to return again, out and just say, you know what? Maybe I still got one more match left in me. Like he's like, 
you know, this is this is the power of this actual deal. Like, it's kind of insane. You really kind of it's really a major ethical decision for the WWE. And I'm interested. I mean, history says they still do it. Um, just judging by all things. I mean, they kind of still usually do things. It would have to be a major. And I'm sure they'll give like a a, a lengthy discussion or a lengthy like, you know, just a statement yeah statement explanation on why they're actually doing it um and because there's no you know but we'll see i mean if they really want to make up an explanation for doing it they will drew quite honest with you well that's the one positive that they that's the one positive that they still have to hold on to a lot of this is still speculation even watching the news you still hear the reporter being referred to as just missing for 12 days the murder is not actually yeah. confirmed so i feel like if the wwe were to see that something was confirmed a lot quicker if we would have seen that a couple of days ago the pullout would have already happened but that's the one thing that they can hold on to if they decide to uh continue to go to crown jewel is that nothing has been uh confirmed as far as a murder and mutilation as of yet you know this was mentioned in the chat earlier but i'm i'm, gonna, I'm assuming we know one way or another tomorrow you yeah, know, whether yeah, Raw yeah. is heavy on evo- on evolution and they start a Survivor Series builds, you know, and just kind of bypass Crown Jewel. But it's going to be tough because this show feels a lot more important than that Australia show. Yeah. You've got the Triple it, Threat it, Championship. Yeah, like I, got- was, I was uh, privy to some information that this show would be a big deal. And I think really is because, I mean, it's all, it's all hands on deck one to, uh, from what I was hearing. And. I mean, if this shit was going to happen, that, that was going to build into Survivor Series and beyond. So I think essentially they have to figure out within the next week and a half what they're going to do out of this show. I think my, and I think someone else echoed this point, was like, they do the show. I'm all like, do the show. Fine. It's it's done. I'm pretty sure the set design is already done. I'm pretty sure the finishes have probably already been decided. I'm pretty sure everything coming out of that show is already being written right now. Yeah. Do the show, but I think they should not go to Saudi Arabia for the foreseeable future for a long time. Until after this. Yeah, no doubt. Like that. Like that. I'll say for at least three years. That's fair. That, I mean, I was yeah. gonna say a year. No, three years is the Hogan time. That's why he's saying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's officially the Hogan period of like, all right, the well, Hogan maybe Grace period. the Hogan Grace period. That's what we're, we're it's officially three years. <laughs> It'll be interesting, too, to see, you know, what the talents, what are the wrestlers, you know, views on this? Are are they excited to go? Do they not want to go? Like, I'm sure they've got a big payday in this. So it's interesting to see their thoughts. They can't say shit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I remember reading that that Saudi deal was like for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's ridiculous. So it's like. What do you do? How do you get out of a 10-year deal assuming all this really did happen and then it's like, fuck. Oh, there's a way. This is bad aftermath of what you have to deal with that. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, there, there's a way, there's a way, but it's yeah. like, damn, they're going to be feeling this for a minute. There's a bag. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bigger, it's like a, it's supposed to be bigger than a WrestleMania bag too. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the only time we'll see Brock Lesnar ever in WWE is in Saudi Arabia, quite frankly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. But uh, before before we uh, before we let this segment end, I do have a question for the real Russell Chat members. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the wildest member of Real Russell Chat? Oh, Cliff, Cliff Easley. Oh, yeah. Cliff, 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 Cliff. Yeah. Cliff. 
It's not, even, it's, not even, it's not even remotely close on my G. Like, it's not close at all. Cliff be posting random shit at all times of the day. <laughs> like, so bro, it's always some weird Instagram video. Bro, he, like, he, has, like, he has the impeccable setup, too, right? He'll come in like, hey, y'all, I got to ask a question. And everybody be like, no. <laughs> and then he ask it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, be um, glad I, I don't have a corner to worry about. Yeah, be, be glad you don't have you don't have his own. He has his own. Yeah, just be glad you don't. Uh, but what I want to be glad and thankful for is that you guys have rocked with us for so long, and you guys have been in our chat, and you guys have made it pop even more. Uh, we're gonna have way more members coming to that chat very soon, and you guys Call get to us. see how you guys are gonna see how Call amazing. Rest chat Collins, let's go. Let's go. You're going to see how Young amazing line. these people are that, that I get to talk to. Uh, me and Mills get to talk to about wrestling every single day and have just these great opinions and, these, and these, you know, these great personalities that I just enjoy to see every single day. Like that chat really helps me out when I'm having a bad day. I just throw a take in there. You guys will talk to me. So I thank you guys for being there for me. Uh, and I want to thank, you know, Cyrus, Mark, Ben, MJ, Mac, Xavier, Flo. Who am I missing? Rob? Yeah. Say Rob. Jeff Don. <laughs> Jeff Rob. Uh, then there's more people. Jeff, uh, that couldn't be here. Jake, who who's in the chat, he couldn't be here today. Tim. Ernest. Uh, yeah, Mark. Tim, who couldn't be here. Uh, we we are an army, okay, of an army of marks that uh, cannot be stopped. Ooh, and uh, I don't like that. We're army <laughs> of marks. I, well, you know what? You know what, Cyrus? What do you want to be then? Hold on. Let's let Cyrus talk. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be like? A nation of somewhere. I don't want to be a nation of <laughs> The best part about the chat is this chat was started as a heel faction of another chat that Justin started because he didn't like the yeah. original chat. Yo, man, <laughs> yeah, man. Hold on, hold on, guys. That's a deep cut storyline. <laughs> I remember, so, yo. Wrestle people who, thousand, bro. Hey. Yo, for the like people who've been in the chat for like over a couple years, I remember when we was on fucking group me, dog, and then we moved to Slack. Yo, it's yeah. been a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Oh, oh man, this is on Discord. Oh, thank God it's not on Discord. Uh, it's, it has been a, it has been a couple years, and I, and again, thank you guys for rocking with me. This is kind of like my uh, breakaway. Hey, uh, Mac, who is the who is the who broke away from All Japan? Yeah, Mac don't even know. Wait, 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 Mac don't what, even what, know. Wait, who broke me, away from All Japan? What today? Um, no, I'm talking about when they created New Japan. Somebody broke away, or somebody broke away from New Japan to make All Japan, right? Uh, uh what, what year was this? Me? It's your time to shine, bro. Because I know, uh, I know, Gi- I know, Giant Baba created um All Japan like in the 70s and shit like that. But the most recent one that I know of was um. Well, all Japan had the Noah Exodus in 2000. Yes, that's what and, I did. That's the big fucking Exodus that they had. He took almost the entire roster except Toshiaki Kawada and Masanobu Fuji. That was it. There we go. Yeah, that's what I did. Masawa, Masawa had enough of that shit. And we're going to probably get that again next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's what I did to make real wrestle chat, and I, I, <laughs> I implore all of you. <laughs> I implore. Let's go. <laughs> I implore all of you. If you're not happy, take everybody with you and just start your own shit. <laughs> 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 take everybody with you and start your own shit. Uh, but once again, thank you guys for being on this. Uh, thanks for joining uh, A Show Fifty Two. Uh, for everyone listening right now, we'll be right back on the A Show. 
And last but not least, this guy. The game. 14-time world champion. This man has single-handedly changed this business. He runs this business. This man is this business. 14-time world champion. There is nothing, nothing that this man hasn't done in this business except beat me. And we are back uh, on the A Show, 52nd episode, one year anniversary of the A Show. Thanks to everybody from the Real Wrestle Chat for joining us and everyone who couldn't join us. Uh, you know, next time we'll, we'll definitely have you on. Um, that was hashtag fellas. <laughs> fellas, all fellas. I want, I want to make sure, I want to get, you know, I, I, I realized that this was, uh, this could be misconstrued as a sausage party. But that's oh. only because, that's only because we have no... What wrestling really event is it? What, what are you talking about? We <laughs> cover like professional wrestling. I would like to get more women in our chat. This isn't ladies free before 12. <laughs> like professional wrestling, professional wrestling doesn't have those rules because it's like mostly dudes. I mean, I'm sure, listen, ladies are free all night if it's a wrestling event, in my opinion, um, because we really just need, you know, we need different audiences and we need different perspectives. But yeah, this was, you know, hashtag fellas. But this was still it was still a fun, amazing time, you know, looking back at all the SmackDown stuff and talking about Crown Jewel and everything. And, you know, just, you know, update. That was recorded a few days ago. Update. Crown Jewel still on. Yeah, Crown Jewel uh, still on. Uh, I was hoping that they didn't cancel it before this came out. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, they did not. And I think that that is uh, they're, they're taking a lot of heat. We'll say that much. I think the, the stench of Crown Jewel is all over these shows this week and to a point where it became hard to really parse it from what was going on on TV and, 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 you know, in front of your faces because they're still promoting the show and, you know, they might not have told you where the show's taking place, but we, we know what the fuck's going on. And any mention of it, the fans pretty much uh, booed or shit on this. Week. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I mean, not much more to say from there, but the, the, uh, as we go into our show reviews, yes, the world, the world cup is still going on. Yes. It's still a bunch of white dudes, uh, in, in <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, with, with raw, I think the biggest thing from raw this week is the raw, the Ronda Rousey, uh, Bella twins promo, which mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta keep it a hundo. I thought that was some of the worst shit I've seen, um, since probably the Sami Zayn, uh, uh, cross-dressing thing a couple months ago that was this this is probably the worst thing i saw in raw in, in a long time so i don't agree um and i'll say this from the aspect of just understanding the setting there what they're in and who and the players and all this other stuff um i think i think for that crowd, that Philly crowd, I mean, they're going to get hot for Ronda Rousey anyway. But in terms of getting actual heat towards the Bellas, and that's not in, in, in the Bellas can get heat because they're just the Bellas and people. But I feel like just running on that reputation, trying to really build that up. They have about a week from Sunday to make sure people want to see this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Evolution isn't sold out, fully sold out yet. It's getting close, though. So I'm very happy about that. But it isn't fully sold out yet. To get people to buy into this thing, they really need to put some heat behind this. And I think 
while I think the promo itself and the way it was executed um, was just a little bit weird with all the large words and the visceration and 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 your cancers and blah, blah. not even that I <clears throat> it goes back to what we were talking about with work shoots sure it's a work shoot and yeah. I think it's terrible that we're still going back to the well of this is who you slept with this is who your husband is uh this is how you got to where you're at like that's just such an easy low-hanging fruit thing for the bellas i know that they they but the the crowd take, i don't the know the crowd they, they love, to take, that. They love fruit. to take that shit low-hanging the, fruit and the people and the, said i want more of that <laughs> and the and the bellas to be fair they know that they're a magnet for that yeah easily I'm sure and, I felt like they had a part in this in terms of just being like, listen, this is what you say, because this is the perception of the Bellas. Yeah. And that's we shouldn't be breaking that perception at this point. You don't um, think, you know, I think we should, you know, if it to me, it would be. But it's kind of who the Bellas are in the sense. And I'm not saying that's who they are, like personally, but it's the sense of just like their character. But, yeah, and and you know they're perceived as people. I mean, they beat Ronda Rousey up for no reason, for like this is the start of a bellolution, as they say, and it really didn't have any sort of purpose or really any. It was just kind of like this is what you can expect, and and no one and and when they actually turned, no one you know kind of batted an eye. This is kind of just something that they expect. The Bellas are from the Divas sort of era, and this is kind of like everything that sort of went it's really hard to explain, but it's kind of like something that's left over from the divas era women turning against each other because, you know, because of women, thing, women be hating women or all this other stuff. Like, and, and don't get me wrong in 2000, you know, as far as we come from here, it's wrong. But I think in terms of just the Bella's characters, I think it works. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say that. I get why people would think this stinks like hot baloney. It's, it's it stinks i thought it's it stunk to high hell i because i, I thought, always thought i sorry sorry i cut you off i always thought those roman reigns and john cena promos were also corny as well and but i mean they don't got the stigma of john you fucking you're a fucking nikki that's where you got to where you're at you know but they have the stigma of you're the guy you're the company that everyone puts everything behind and it takes away from the fact that it's just professional wrestling um it takes away from the fact that this is something like you're supposed to like lose your kind of mind in and lose your ca- mind in the characters and the stories when they're talking about you're the guy, you know, who the WWE gets behind and puts the money behind and blah, 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 blah. I always hated those promos. I hated them 100%. I thought it got too far away and it was just too much breaking the fourth wall of professional wrestling. I thought they were crap. So I kind of get what people are coming from here, but I, I, I I mean, not even just to get on on Nikki, like just just Rhonda itself. It was it was like she delivered those lines very well. I just thought that it was like, why can't this just be about competition? And then not even it doesn't even have to be about that. It could be about Nikki being jealous. You know, mm-hmm. that I thought the lines about her, uh, them being she was like, the only reason you sat beside me is because the cameras were on you was a good line. And I thought it was going to pivot. So you're just jealous. To having uh, Nikki be like, oh, I'm not jealous, blah, 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 but her really being jealous, you know? So it like, kind of makes you think, it's like, yo, were they even friends all along? 
Yeah, you know, like, where it's like where it's like I was just I was just standing next to you because I feel like you got a shot that I never got and you always got respect even though I was out here working. That right. works a lot better than I'm just crazy. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. And, and I'm sorry, get Brie Bella the fuck out of here. I I do not think it works with her, man. Like she was just a face on SmackDown. And the thing about it is that as much as WWE plays up this rivalry, we everyone watches both shows. Right. <laughs> Let's just keep it on it. Everyone watches both shows. So like for for Brie to be there healing now, and for her to just show up like Brian, like, there's no explanation that whatsoever <laughs> as to why she's a bad guy now. It's crazy. And when she ever appears on SmackDown again or at WrestleMania run, Daniel Bryan, she will be a good person. <laughs> She'll be a good guy. So it's, it's like, just it's a weird it's a weird dissonance where it's like I thought that Brie should be the one saying, "Yo, Nikki, you're wilding right now." Mm-hmm. I think that's a better role for her. Because she just got over, you know, potentially, you know, she lost to Maurice and stuff like that. Like, that's all been written under, you know, all been written out. And, and I guess it's just, you know, again, it's a difference of writing teams. I know I'm being I'm being very uh, picky, nitpicky here. But uh, yeah. I just thought that I thought the segment was, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. I, and I, I, I can see how people were, were, why people were steaming mad about it. But um, it just wasn't for me. It's, I think, you know. And, and uh, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books. That Philly crowd is always hard to impress. It's always hard, you know, it's always hard to do the things we do. And we would see in a, in a segment later, they kind of did this kind of, they kind of had similar, you know, segments for the women in this match because we saw Lita and Trish come out um, and Alexa Bliss and Mickey. And for a long time during Alexa and Mickey are talking, no one gave a crap about anything they were talking about. Right. Which I think... <laughs> <laughs> Which I think could have easily happened to the Bellas if they were talking about something that no one cared that they talk about. But the, they brought in that sort of that flavor, that sort of like, you listen, this is what the Internet thinks about you. This is what I think about you. You're just a no talented do nothing Bella, which I thought do nothing B-I-T-C-H would have worked way better. Yeah, they, they would. I mean, you letting you letting Becky say bitch, but I guess you could only say have one yeah. person doing that. Um. So and then and when you, when it's Ronda Rousey, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would have just been better with bitch. But um. And, and then you kind of look at the you know the Lita Trish Alexa Mickey promo and just kind of like you know, it it, it kind of got a reaction mm-hmm. to me. The practice thing, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I would see how people would not know or care if you were born yeah. after like 1998 um, <laughs> <laughs> because they were like practice and i think the people were just like yeah i remember that like you could hear the wheels turning in their brain um so shout empty, out to <laughs> these empty-headed people that were going for this uh also another big woman thing the uh evolution battle royal they love a good you know throw a bunch of women in the same match together type of deal don't they and who, who and who was getting mad about this? Who, how could you be getting mad about this, man? Listen, you know it was, you know it was gonna happen. They said fifty women. I said, oh, okay, they're not gonna have fifteen matches, so it's gonna be about a royal. It's gotta be all right. So, if this pay per view is four hours, why the hell not? Uh, but, but you know what? There's so many championships on the line, and there's so much other things going on. I kind of understand. Yeah, but I think they could stand to have a couple more matches. Quite honestly, um, but battle royals are also always fun. Yeah, I mean, fun. you 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 know NXT is going to show up. Uh, it's a chance for a championship match, is what yeah, they announced it as, which is immediately more prestigious than the the, the women's battle royal at WrestleMania because oh, they won that and nothing happened. 
they're about to get another battle royal in, in January too, which is gonna be it's kind of like crazy, hilarious. right? <laughs> kind of like you just gotta have the women on call for like <laughs> it's just a over the year. Like I'm sure Trish Stratus did not think she'd be wrestling this much in 2018, but here we are. Well, I, I, how about I, I posit this? How about uh, they let an NXT person win the battle royal in January if they're gonna have a main roster woman win it in fucking October? Mm, I say, you know what I say. <clears throat> God, you or have what? an NXT person winning an evolution. I'm, you know, if Shayna wasn't in her match, I would say that she should win this battle royal. Um, it would just be a uh, good look entirely. Bianca wins it, win the evolution one. Bianca, mm. I say this is as much of a chance for you to show off the talent that is coming than it is to show the talent that is up that's already there because they're yeah. already there. Like right. they're already had they're already in title matches at that point. Like Charlotte's already in the title match. Right. It's mm. insane that that's not gonna to, to me, I'm I'm sorry I'm being I'm I'm on my internet mark shit right now. But uh it's insane that that Becky and Charlotte are not gonna main event this show. I just think it's crazy. I mean, you know, they might I get it. I get it. I get it though. But I think it's crazy. I think it's a hotter feud than uh than Nikki and um Ronda. I think it's hotter. I think I think the quite honest with you, we have seven matches for this um evolution card thus far, and I think they could honestly use more. Um But who though? Iconics can't it can't do this stuff with Nikki Asuka. I mean an Asuka uh, match in itself. Having Asuka in a battle royal is to me is just like a a, a supreme waste of Asuka. It's just like, know. and you have Sasha Banks, and you have Bailey on the show. Like all of this is to me is just like you can come up with something. It's uh, the first one. It's the first one. It's the it's first the, one. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes as well. Um, speaking of women, we saw a big return this week. Tamina, bro. Tamina came out with the ladies' free before twelve outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and proceeded to still lose the match. <laughs> what? What? She won the hearts of millions. Did you not see her pick up? The Bill 275 pound Nia Jax in a battle of the Samoans. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for that feud. I mean, I'm ready for it. I'm battle of the Samoans. I'm she's sure that uh, she's magically on Raw again. Oh, well, listen, the the, the brands don't matter when you're <laughs> when you're in Jerley land, I assume. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Shout out to Tamina. She's back. She she wrestled in the first women's Royal Rumble, even though she was injured. Um so, you know, that's it takes a lot of strength and be able to do that. I hope something happens for her on Raw. I just feel like it's weird. She has like this 10 year career of like it's kind of nothing. She, she has she is the the den mother of these these divas. I think she's like the oldest of all of them. She's oh, the she most is. Ten, she's the most she tenured has, of all of them. She has teenage kids. She has like I remember her, her shining moment for me, just her in general. Watching Total Divas and her almost kicking the kicking this dude's ass who was trying to like you know curse out like Naomi and Lana or something like that. I like love she that. almost she almost kicked the dude's ass. So you know what? That's my Tamina Mark moment of the week. Um, I'll always respect her for that for sure. Always <laughs> for life. Uh, but yeah, Battle Royals happening. But uh, one of the biggest storylines of the show was Drew McIntyre really being like the most protected and. They're setting this guy up for something huge. They're setting him up. I thought I wasn't, I, you know, I, I knew I wasn't crazy with all these, like, count-out losses and, you know, Dolph Ziggler taking the pinfalls and all these other things, but they're really setting Drew McIntyre, like, quietly up for something big. He's beaten Seth, uh, which I think is very important. And um, 
I, I really enjoy it. I think it's cool that they're, that they're doing these things for him. Uh, he took a count out, like you say, he took a count out loss uh, this week on Raw, and mm-hmm. he was he was the one who basically beat the shit out of Braun Strowman this week. They, they don't ever let anybody do that. A statement Claymore kick, like a yes. statement, like that would be the moment where this is, this is where it is. Like you know, Drew McIntyre. I was actually watching. Old Drew, an old Drew McIntyre match on SmackDown from 2010. He looks completely different. He's way more built. He's way more ready now too. He's so much better than he was back then. And I and I I, I took that I took that from the Seth Rollins match. And I know like he's had good matches before. Like he he took Bobby Roode to like a really good match uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But like I, he's so much more like you said athletic. He's so much. He just moves a lot better for his size. Right. And I really thought that, like, if he's the guy that's going to be Roman's program for the next couple months after this is over, I cannot wait because they're going to have some fucking bangers. I think so, too. I really think that he's like, I think even as, as you know, even in December, we could get a Roman versus a Roman versus McIntyre match, which I wouldn't be mad at going into Rumble as well. I mean, I could see I think they really want to you know put something behind him. Um He's Give him a title, a, man. Yeah, he's one of the best big men that they got, quite honestly. He's a deceiving big man. The man is huge. He stands eye to eye with Braun Strowman, but he's not yeah, the size of Braun Strowman. That. Yeah, people but don't realize quicker. that. He's, he's, he's quicker than Braun Strowman. He may not be as strong, but it, there's just so many factors to Drew McIntyre that just like works. He looks like a star. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I think this, this week on Raw, it was, it was, the, it was the women – First and foremost, and it was him. Though those are the two main stories of. of uh, are, how are you feeling about this this shield shit? I think I'm quickly losing interest. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, well, we we saw this week that Dean and Seth both uh, qualify for the World Cup. I think it's pretty much a given that they're going to face each other during the uh, Crown Jewel event, right? Yeah. Yeah, or at least some, or, and it depends on where they put them in the brackets. If they're in the same brackets, then no. But um, I, I'm I'm waning on on this this storyline uh, slightly. I don't want to make it sound like it's, it's a heavy uh, heavy dis, dis, uh, disinterest in it. But I'm I'm waning on it a little bit. I don't I don't know. They need to do, they need to do something. It doesn't seem like it makes real sense. Um, yeah, because why would Dean why would Dean really like care that they have titles if he's the lunatic? Yeah, but he's not a lunatic anymore. He said, don't oh, yeah. call him that. He said, yeah, don't call him a lunatic anymore. He said, I'm not a lunatic. You can't call me that. Only my mom can call me that. Yeah. Um, but I think, it to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, where all this is coming from doesn't make sense. <clears throat> where the angst is coming from doesn't make sense. I think we need a promo that kind of, like, deeply... He's, like, being this renegade, like, I don't say much, but when I do talk... I think he needs something that kind of shows why he's doing the things that he does or yeah, some I, sort of action or something. Cause it just seems like he just, he's just down in the dumps. I, and I, and I really like that. Like Renee does a lot more storytelling than the actual guys in the group do like on her commentary. She's like, I don't know. He does his own thing. <laughs> like, right. She's great. She's great. When they ask her about that. But I, I really, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really like super, no, something needs to happen. Right. Something needs to happen. I'll say that. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing that did happen, and it is is going forward, just a real quick aside here. Uh, Finn Balor and Bobby uh, Lashley is looks like we're we're in a collision course to having that uh, be a program on Raw at least. 
Uh, what, how do you feel about it? I'm for it. I think quite honestly, I mean, both guys are kind of in the same place. Yeah. Um, like kind I think of they'll like, both need it. They both need it. Yeah, kind of in an upper mid-card slot. Um, I'm interested in how they will make this program matter. Right. Um, I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm interested in how they'll make it matter because it's very easy for this to just become, a you know, moving, going through the motions part of Raw, where it's just like things happen from week to week, which is kind of like what's happening now. Yeah. But it's very easy for the and then before you know it, you have like we've had we're on our fourth you know Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley match and we're just like how did we get here, um, so I think it, it, it's you know I'm interested in seeing how they make this matter does Demon return all this other stuff so you know yeah I, mean, I think that really um, Finn does the David and Goliath match very well I think it's something that he himself prefers to have. Yeah. And um, if that's the case, then I'm fully all in on him having bangers with Bobby, who really needs, you know, he needs a win right now. I haven't seen Bobby heal much. Oh, oh, he's great. He's great. Okay. uh, In in Impact, he was great. And he had a a mouthpiece, you know. So uh, with with Leo, he should be great. With him, it's his facials, really. Like, it's the way he looks. Like, when when he walked up to Finn and just flexed. Was yeah. hilarious. Makes a nice challenge when she put the cat ears on him. He was just like, "Man, get the fuck out of here with this shit." You know, like <laughs> his look was really good. And I was like, "You know what? I, it's winning me over." And I think with Leo, the initial heel run will work well, but I think they'll eventually start chanting his name because it will be just ubiquitous with him. Right. So uh, I, I really think that's going to be a really cool thing. And another cool thing that happened was Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz, excuse me, uh, getting promo time and actually killing it this week. He did. He did a good job. He did a good he job. I can't even lie. He came out. I mean, he's he's obviously way more comfortable on the mic than he was when he, you know, he made his WWE debut close to two years ago. I mean, his main roster debut almost close to two years ago. Um, everything is just a little bit better. I mean, he it's much more smooth. He's in the ring with someone he could play off of really well, which is Elias. Um and and he's showing it looks like he's back on his own. I don't know. I think we're, you know, the Titus Worldwide thing may be taking a back seat to maybe Apollo's time. Right. Uh and and well deserved, I, I think. I think um Apollo hasn't actually really had a you know had a chance to show himself and improve uh what he could do. But I, I do think that he is one of the most talented on the roster. He just never had a character, and I think that's where a lot of my criticism came from. I saw a lot of that here, and I'm, I'm for it if, if that's where they're going with it. It's time for him to show and show and prove, and I think that there are a lot of matchups on, the sh- on this show alone that he could have that would be really, really freaking dope. Yeah, I agree. Listen, so, and, yeah. and Elias isn't necessarily someone that has to win this feud if it does, if it does become that. He's, right. he's someone that can take a couple losses and not lose his heat because he's just that damn good at generating heat for himself. So, Easily, yeah. Um, I, I think it's pretty cool. Anything else on Raw that you want to speak out about? I, I think that's every, all the big stuff. No, let's get to SmackDown 1000. 1000, a really fun show. I think better than Raw 25. Yeah, easily. Um, better than probably Raw 1000. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably oh, no, no, no. Raw 1000 had that epic, uh, that epic CM Punk match, man. The CM Punk one, the one where The Rock showed up. and, and Yeah, you know. and he, tur- he turned heel. I thought that, that is, to me... Uh, an unforgettable moment. I, I don't think this show had one of those, but I thought the show was really good. What? I mean, first of all, Raw 1000 
Let's talk about Raw 1000. I'm looking it up right now. Had a six-man tag between Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Sin Cara versus Alberto Del Rio, Chris Jericho, and Dolph Ziggler. That's a banger. Um, <laughs> That's a banger. <laughs> we had we had Brodus Clay versus Jack Swagger. Okay. Um, Lita won a battle royal. Well, no, Lita beat Heath Slater. Um, that's that's lit. The it Miz won the Intercontinental Championship. You know, I'm I'm all for that. Let's let's turn that up. Um, <laughs> and John Cena defeated CM Punk by disqualification. Um, and so CM Punk retained the WWE Championship. So you know, AJ AJ Lee was you know general manager. There's a couple more things going on. I think the Brothers of Destruction showed up. Blah 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 blah. All around better show, bro. All really? around better show. Okay. All, all around better. I'm telling you, go back and watch Raw 1000. It was a pretty good show. I mean, pretty good show. Mm. I'll put them on the same level. How about that? I won't put one over the other. I'll put them on the same level. Uh, okay. This show, this show was fun. This show was fun. Show I don't. The show was amazing to me because I mean you don't have like at that time it was CM Punk's like peak. It was like his peak of as far as just a, as a performer and as a talker and everything. Before it all started to go downhill. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really fun show. It started off with a really uh, cool like our truth next to Vince McMahon, our truth and Carmella. Like think about that. Like yeah, a couple yeah. months ago people hated Carmella. Now she's right next to the to the boss. Like You're that's right. a huge moment for her. All three McMahons on SmackDown, you never really get that. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a sh- hold on before you go any further. We had a shout out on the show. Oh yeah, somebody shouted us out on the show. Shout out to Shane O'Mac. Let's talk about it. Shane O'Mac. Listen, anytime you hear a mention of the A show on WWE programming, it's I don't us. know. I don't. I don't know what you do there. I don't say take a shot or just you know call us to like you you know send us a clip. Send, send us, us a clip. clip. Listen, anytime A show is it yeah. our our one year episode coinciding with the 1000th episode of smackdown coinciding with the shout out i mean how can you get a better one year it's meant to be i should say that much than the a show really um it's meant to be uh but i one thing i i mean we have to talk about here is the evolution segment which uh we predicted way way differently than what we actually got what um, <laughs> did we first of all only thing i predicted was Driptista, just you know, flossing, looking amazing. So shout out to Dave Batista. He looked great. Yeah. He looked he looked really good. He looks very lean. Also, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we let's just go around, around the Hollywood here. diet, baby. Off that, you know, I don't know what the people in Hollywood are doing today, but he's off that. Everyone gets a chance to speak during this promo. Uh, Ric Flair does his whatever kinda. thing, yeah, kind of. Uh, Randy Orton does his cocky thing, showing that he's still a, he's still a heel. I, I really like that they kept the uh, archetypes here uh, for this promo. Um, but then Batista goes off for about 20 minutes. He, uh, he, went he, off. Talks, he talks about growing up in DC. He talks about how Randy was, had more talent than a lot of people he'd been in the ring with. And I'm like, who you talking about? Kenzo Suzuki? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't Listen, know who you talking about, brother. My man talked about Space Mountain and said, keep it in your pants. Wild. And Dude. then, uh, he, he, I mean... I think the, the 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 most lit moment from the show was Triple H saying Triple H had done everything in this business. He said, "Beat him," and that pause and that cheer. Ooh, and they then, sold you. They did. Listen, the facial expression of Triple H in terms of just being like, "Okay, I mean," and then you it's slowly seeping in. 
That's true. It's slowly sleeping in. Dave Batista, Triple H. And uh, immediately you're like, oh, I need this. Oh, turn that up. Oh, like, yeah. it, it was a great moment. I mean, and them, like, fake hugging it out at the end. Yeah. Um, despite it all. They sold me. Are you, are we, are we doing Batista? Are we doing, are you good for Batista Triple H at WrestleMania next year? Maybe not WrestleMania. Maybe Royal Rumble. Come on. You got to do, do it big, man. He could be, well, he, he might be filming at that point. That's you the, that's have the, to that's make the, time. That's the issue. You're going to have to make time. He's got two movies on the slate. Guardians 3 is obviously still happening. I think that's that got pushed back from like around this time, I think, to like around spring-ish of next year. And that's something he's got to prepare for. Uh, I mean, he's, he's I, I don't know. I, w- I would like it earlier than than at Mania. I, I, my pie-in-the-sky booking has always loved Triple H to face one of his creations directly in Kevin Owens or uh, Finn Balor. I always mm-hmm. loved that idea. I always thought that that would be a cool idea. I'm not mad if it do, if it does happen. Don't get me wrong. I just to me, I'm self. I selfishly want him to put over talent, and right. he's, he's he does that. You know, as long as your name isn't isn't Steve Borden, he does that. <laughs> so, so essentially, I, I I want Kevin Owens, or I want. Uh, but the thing is, the Kevin Owens fighting a McMahon thing has been done already. Yeah. So I think that that's that might not happen. I would love Finn Balor to have that moment where the demon faces uh, the Destroyer. You know, I thought that 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 would be like amazing to me. But, you know, that's that's just my booking. But um, they sold me. I, I wouldn't I would not mind that at all. But I also wouldn't mind Batista coming back in like a Brock Lesnar capacity every so many months. I don't know if he's going to do that. I mean, <laughs> I, but from what I gather, I feel like Batista wants to come back full time. I feel he like to he back. wants to, but he I also feel like he doesn't remember. He's like a bajillion years old <laughs> and he's just like. He's a he's a great guy. I love to have him around. Batista currently forty nine years old. He turns fifty in January. So yeah. pending he does this match, he will be fifty. Uh-huh. Um, how old is Triple H? Let's see, forty eight. I think Triple H. Is. He is older than Triple H. Yeah, Triple H like forty eight by right? like six months. No, by like six months. I think they're oh, born. Wow. They're born in the same year. This is crazy. They probably have a lot in common. Talk about the same bands and television shows and kid. Nah, they don't got nothing in common. No. But Batista grew up in the hood <laughs> in DC. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, both of them turning fifty next year. WrestleMania. I'm for it. I mean, I'm hype. I'm. I'm ready. I think Batista does really, really well when expectations are against him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think this promo was tremendous. It also probably caused a lot of things on the show to get less time. <laughs> like that Miz and Rusev match? Uh, probably. Probably needed uh, nine minutes for that. Uh, probably a little bit a little bit for the Nakamura Ray match because that probably had to get the, all of its time to let like, Ray mean, get his shit in. Miz Rusev went 42 seconds. 42 and, seconds. And, and all the better for it because it gave more heat to a few that I felt lost a lot of heat last week. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah by, you know, stupidity. I mean, but yeah. we, this, this match had a, t- this, the show had a title change, which is something that we see rare on, on, I mean, it's not rare on SmackDown television. They had one like a month ago, but I feel like, you know, it's not often on these big shows we get a title change, but Cesaro and Sheamus, um, yeah. with, with, the new day to win the SmackDown tag team championships, and they've got a new friend. Yeah, with kind of the help, not really, not really the help, but kind of the help, kind of 
uh, a part of it, uh, of the big show who came out for his a thousandth turn on the a thousandth. Uh, this is becoming a trope now. Yeah, it's a trope. It really is. First of all, big show being back. I'm like, I thought this was a one week thing. He is back. <laughs> he's really back. And I'm, uh, <laughs> he's big I, back. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel. Unless he's putting people over. I don't know how I feel about that. The man was out for like 18 months. Um, Either it was know, eighteen months. It was it was like a year. Either nursing an injury or getting a new you know liposuction or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> getting beard implants. I don't know. Um, but he's he's really back and he's part of the bar. So this will be an interesting exchange in terms of Cesaro, Sheamus, Big Show, and the New Day and how that all kind of comes together. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, can we talk about you know the return of Edge? Yes, uh, I, and I really, I really enjoyed that. I really did enjoy uh, the cutting edge segment, and it makes me want. You talk about returns. I would love for Edge to return uh, in some capacity as like a GM or something for SmackDown. I, I, and I know, uh, I believe someone told me this this morning that they, that they posited the idea, and I absolutely agree with it. Um, I think it was MJ who told me, but mm-hmm. uh, I would love him to be in, uh, you know a GM capacity where he could play the Foley role uh, and kind of like, you know, be the voice of reason, but then fall to the dark side again. Yeah. I think that would be dope to me. And, and, and we talked about it earlier in earlier in the episode edge is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. And to me, the greatest SmackDown superstar of all time, this man is an incredible thespian. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has range in terms of acting. Mm-hmm. He turned it on for this Becky and Things segment, uh, even though the stuff that he's saying kind of seems far-fetched um, because Edge did all that in his career, and now he lives in a big house in the mountains with his wife and kids um, and, and is not alone. But I do like him interacting with Becky and trying to warn her, like, listen, you, 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 you were a star before, you know, you 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 did things under your rule, and if you take this route, it will not end well for you. I like that. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I and it's it's so true, and it's and it's such a, a a peek into the life of like the modern opportunist that has done this and been around the block. And it's a level of foreshadowing that WWE doesn't tend to do. If it is foreshadowing, that really they don't do much anymore. But um, but man, Becky, if you thought Edge was good, Becky was better. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. Becky she was, was like, you're not gonna love yourself, you're not gonna like yourself anymore. And she says, You're right, I don't like myself. I love myself. And Boom, then she comes the crowd, the crowd went fucking nuts. And they were crazy for her. And they was like, get out the champion's ring and make sure you don't hurt your neck on the way out. And everyone was just like, damn, son. And they cheered <laughs> it. And it was at that moment that I knew that whatever the fuck they're trying to do, and I know that they're testing the waters here by putting her in segments like this, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Put her in there with Stone Cold, put her in there with The Rock, put her in there with Bret Hart. They're gonna cheer that. They're gonna cheer that woman because they they love her and they wanted her to be in that position. They love Becky it, Lynch. It might really be a mistake to have her lose the Evolution. It really might be a mistake. Yeah, you're right. I think they would be doing themselves a, a huge disservice to do that if if they do. I don't think they will, but if they do that, I think it would be a huge disservice 
for the magnitude of the show and being the first show and all this other stuff, I think it would be a huge disservice. I think it would actually overshadow the show. Yeah. Um, she, they, they just love her. They're, they're ready. They're ready for a long Becky reign. Um, and I think that they, you know, people's, uh, their wishes should be given to them. You know, I, I really think their faith should be restored in, in a lot of ways by yeah. giving her this run. Um, I, I really, really enjoy this, this promo segment. Charlotte, of course, does come out and they, they do a brawl angle, but the stuff before it was so, so good. I, I think that even essentially it's like Becky's, eh, are, are we, are, let's do Becky heel watch. Is this, is, is she a heel? No. Tweener at best. She still has not, um, insulted the crowd, which is a standard ah. trope. You're right. WWE right. heels still right. not has turned on the fans for turning for her turning. That's usually a standard trope of WWE heels. So I would not classify her as a heel as of yet. All right. So no, no heel. I agree. She did because even when the crowd cheered her, she she basked in the admiration. I think the Becky storyline here naturally would be Becky uh, winning against Charlotte, still being cocky and shit, and, and running into running into a challenge that is tougher than her. And her having to re- her having to humble herself, uh, so to speak, in order to win and and kind of like you know get her, get her uh, get her vibe back, not losing the title, but having having it be like maybe like an Oscar, somebody beat her ass in a non-title match or some shit like that, It'll and then be her being like holy holy shit, I almost lost my title there because of the way that I've been acting, and then have her. It's kind of like remember when AJ was a uh, heel as champ, right? And then he and then he slowly he slowly turned into into a face after. Mm-hmm. I think they should do that with her. That, that'd be a, a cool, natural way for her to, to go about things. Uh, Nakamura versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Fun fun little sprint. Fun, I have to say. A fine match to end SmackDown, quite honest with you. It was a really good match. First time you're going to see it. Um, I think um, Nakamura put on his like 75% working boots on. Um, he, he was good. Uh, Rey uh, busted him open. Rey looks great. Rey's in great shape. Um, as you say, his knees are back. Um, I don't think he had, he's had to worry about a knee surgery in quite some time. Um, he's in amazing shape. He looks like he's on a new diet. He just looks like the appropriate size. He's not like one of those, like in 2006, when he was just like a giant, he was like a huge, small he guy. Like a blimp. He's like a blimp. Like he looked unnatural. He, he, he's moving quick here. He's going back and doing the moves that he used to do back in the day. I'm interested in this run. Um, a lot of, you know, I've also heard on Twitter, a lot of jibber jabber from, um, 1C and Almas regarding yeah. Rey Mysterio. So it, it looks like we may be heading in that direction. Like I said, uh, I said it before you, you can print money by putting those three together. I, I think you, uh, you have Ray beat Nakamura for it, maybe at Starcade or something that's, which they announced, uh, a couple of days ago that that's going to be a match at Starcade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, by no means did anyone think this, this was, uh, this was the end of, of their feud. I think it's just the beginning of their feud, but um, I think you do that. Uh, you have all, you have almost show up. You have Nakamura show up. You, you do a, you do a triple threat with, between those guys by December. Who says no, who says no. To right. That? Easily. I think yeah. that's, that's some, that's amazing. And then you spin it off the almost Ray by Royal rumble. Uh, you have them going against each other and then it, it is what it is from there. Oh man. I can't believe Starcade is still a thing. It's only a thing for people at live events. Yeah, it's a house show. It's definitely a house show. <laughs> For yeah. sure, a house show. Um, <laughs> Undertaker, after that match, then showed up uh, for to say three words and, and leave. So he said, he said his piece. The man had to show up on a Tuesday. I'm sure his whole schedule was messed up. Uh, 
Sure. That was yeah. an easy that was an easy bag for him. The, the fact that he's showing up so much is killing the mystique for me. Well, true. And guess what? You know, Crown Jewel is <laughs> Crown Jewel is uh I think it's the week after. I think we still got a raw before Crown Jewel. Well, we uh, have this raw. raw. We have this raw. No, we have this raw because it takes place the same week as uh Evolution. But it takes place on that Friday. Yeah. We have so, we have one so more raw we, for both shows. We no, we, we have two more raws for Crown Jewel, I think. We have the raw after evolution. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I think we'll have two more raw. So we're bound to see Undertaker appearance there too. Also, boom! I think we forgot this. Um, In like 15 minutes, the WWE UK show is going to be on. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I think it's already up because you know they put the shows up. They put the shows up uh, a little bit early, but uh, NXT might as well. (laughs) NXT UK is premiering uh, today uh, as we record this on Wednesday. Oh yeah, it's up. I think Pete Dunne and uh, Norm Dar is the main event for the it, first episode. Sure, the heck is. Uh, and you have like a Mark Andrews match or something like that. These are these are the episodes they shot in July. So, Rhea Ripley isn't the NXT UK champion yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we got matches yet. We we got matches lined up. We got you know they printed they got some new tag team championships. Um, a women's championship. They, this is a full, you know, fledged roster. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to air on uh, at three p.m. Eastern, twelve p.m. Pacific. Pacific uh, on Wednesdays, and you have a couple hours before uh, the the lineup of two hundred five NXT and May Young, which May Young is ending imminently. We're in the semifinals now, I believe. Yeah, uh, and that's gonna the the May Young tonight is the episode hashtag the episode. So be ready for have your your uh, tissues out for that one. Ooh, yeah, okay. you know, yeah, you know, you know what's, what's going to happen on this episode. But uh, NXT this week is also the episode hashtag as well. So that a lot of. Uh, episodes of, of tv on the network today that you must not miss and there's also nxt taping i believe tomorrow oh all right so we ready i mean we gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about next week when plenty we of stuff when we return absolutely For the oh, we're, we're gonna have a special guest we're gonna have a special guest too Ooh, next week are, we are cool yes right. we're, we're going to we're going to i guess we could just go ahead and reveal it uh so it's no it's no surprise to everybody well, we well, have, you know, uh, let's make it a, let's make it a surprise you want to make this surprise? okay we'll make it a surprise, make so, it a surprise. so next week we, we will be talking evolution because uh, we have we'll have one week from there, so we'll be talking evolution. We'll be giving our predictions for that. We'll be talking about NXT, SmackDown, Raw. If New Japan does anything crazy, if anyone does anything crazy, we'll be talking about that. But um, if Milos, if you don't have anything else, we can we can uh, put a bow on this one. Listen, this has been a great year. Thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for continuing to tune in. Please do like, subscribe, share, comment, rate, anything that gives us some sort of approval that you know. That's uh, that shows that you really love the podcast and you really would love to support this podcast moving into the future. We would love to continue to do another year and another year of this podcast and just become bigger and bigger and continue to give you guys the content, give you guys the entertainment, give you guys pretty much everything that we want to give you guys. We have so many ideas and we have so many things that we want to do. But, you know, for us to continue to do that, just continue to support, really. I mean, this is a I think it's a great wrestling podcast. I've stopped actually listening to most others because Me I too. <laughs> Me um, too. I don't listen to any others uh, other than, than this one. But I respect them all out there. Listen, it, so if you if you have one, send me the link. I'll listen. Don't, yeah. Don't think I'm not just listening. I'm just so busy with a show shit. It's so crazy. Listen, th- do three podcasts. Tell them how it feels. Oh, um, bro. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, more to come but uh, as always 
as always, you can check us out uh, at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, of course. Uh, this week, we have a doubleheader for RSBN. That's the beginning of the NBA season. Uh, and Mark and Jeff have special guests on the, sh- on the show all week. So definitely check out RSBN this week. Uh, Perfect Play will be on Friday. We have a very special episode of Late Fees, our longest episode yet on the Halloween franchise. Boy, oh boy. It, it is probably one of the funniest episodes of Late Fees you will ever hear. Uh, I, I implore you to listen to that episode. We review the new Halloween movie as well uh, on this episode, too. Mills, anything else you got coming up? Um, we recorded Two Belts last Sunday, so it is now available. You can listen to Two Belts where we review the new Gunner and Little Baby, review the new Usher, review all types of new music. Quite honestly, it's the music podcast that you kind of want to listen to. So make Absolutely. sure you check that out um, and make sure... Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got some things coming up in the holiday season um, with regards to the lookout and a couple other, you know, surprise things. So just stay tuned. Uh oh. Uh oh. We're we're doing it big. It's, we're doing it big. Listen. Major back talk. Major talk. We're doing it big. Stay tuned. Uh, also remember that uh, next week, man, we have so much stuff coming up. Next week is the premiere of Ampavelli's uh, Random Acts of Podcast Gaming. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. That will be airing on the 22nd next Monday. We'll, we'll be uh, dropping the first episode. So as always, our uh, RNC always has something going on. We always got some content for you guys. Uh, thank you for supporting everything. Thank you for one year of the A-Show. Uh, and until next time, see you next week. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>